movies, floating heads, horror movie podcast, episode number one thirty four. Yeah, it's it's official. It's Women in Horror Month, and we're pretty excited about it because that means we get to have guests on. Although well, it was Women in Horror Month last episode too. <laughs> we had we had Psycho Gore Man on. <laughs> Not even Psycho Gore Woman. <laughs> I don't know why I'm whispering into the the microphone. <laughs> you're, you're only muffling it worse. Just talk. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so yeah we get to be joined by two very special guests you know who they are you better know who they are <laughs> quite interesting actually one of them is doesn't even have a show anymore on the regular she's basically retired and doing guests she's living the good life uh, you better know who she is if not you better go back and listen to all the stuff that she's done in the past because it's one of the reasons i'm here today and it's one of my favorite people my sis Jamie Sammons, how are you? You're related, great, guys. Thanks so much for the yes. invitation. Shut up, Brendan. And uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to chatting with you, and uh, also with our other guest. That's very exciting to me. So, uh, secret guest. I didn't. Well, I didn't want to give it away because Dave <laughs> didn't get to do the intro portions. Uh, I'm doing official. She knows what's up. Yeah, she's. You know, it's Ladies official. and gentlemen, so. Levi Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> Ridge. Oh, don't I, even, don't the even. rage. I, 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 I want to be calm, the show. I shouldn't even be drinking yeah, be coffee. Calm. Let's get to this introduction because I feel bad that it, I've delayed it this long. <laughs> right. Okay. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have a uh, woman who's doing a lot of what Jamie used to do, where she's doing all kinds of shows. She has one main show, for sure, with the uh, fantastic Smoke Show Crawford. And one of my favorite shows, Friday Nightmares. And this is the lovely and talented Heather Powell. Thank you so much, Dave. Now, is this the OnlyFans for Exploding Heads? Because that's what I paid for. So is this, is this my private session? I just want to make sure. Well, actually, um, we're just no. we're putting this one out on for everybody to hear. Oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> well, that way maybe you'll get more listeners because you got Brandon on here and that's tough. You probably lost a lot because of him. So um, no, thanks so for having me. <laughs> And I already told people they'd have to pay if they wanted to hear me on here. So you guys, yeah. your membership you search did. was about to happen. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> it's true. You did right before because you guys were on, well, you guys were on two separate episodes, but right before we went and did Patreon the exclusive only. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Last February. So, yeah. I do have a reason why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're, like, we're going to make our guests pay to come on here. Yeah. <laughs> Watson's broke. Uh, the, I want to know, Jamie, what are you doing with the shows that are on the Horophilia feed? Have you already have you already done the transfer over? They're not going to get lost, right? You've, have you done the transfer? Have you done the Anchor FM thing that uh, I was recommended to do with Exploding Heads and it was a smooth transition? I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what I've done. Uh, not a goddamn thing. I knew um, <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be the answer too. For some I reason. have them all. I have them all. Like it, in my possession, they're not going anywhere. They're not lost, but or they won't be lost. But they are nowhere. I don't know. Okay. I don't know okay. what I'm going to do. Like I, I, I kind of feel sad about that. Well, not well, don't, kinda. I do feel it. sad about that. It's been years of content, you know. Well, has right. Jason? Jason hasn't nixed horophilia yet, right? No, it's no, still no, up no not yet. No, he, do fact, the he anchor just put out a show on uh, his show. He put out his top twenty for the year, so right. no, it's You've still got time, then. It depends on what show, because like Alex has already converted the or transferred or moved or 
fucking, I don't know, the I'm skeleton something. crew <laughs> and uh, married with children. So those are listenable, I think. Uh, it'll just be the shows that I have produced that are, I don't, they're kind of in limbo right now. Well, no, yeah, do it. I, I, and I'm trying not to interrupt, but I, I, I wanted to because JP gave me the very easy directions on what to do. It couldn't be simpler. I probably should have done it with my other show, but no. I, I had, I had up, shut the hell up, Brandon. Everybody <laughs> just wants you to shut up this today. PGI 13 <laughs> should be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a new, there's a new episode coming. And I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy to do that because. Yeah, I'll forward. I'll forward the directions. It, it couldn't have been easier. J- Jason does have to do something on his end, but with your relationship with him, you'll you'll do it like that, and you just do it with each show. And it will. <laughs> the directions are in Spanish since JP gave them to him. <laughs> <laughs> I Watson, I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. Stu Watson. Google Translate. You're all good. <laughs> no, don't let those shows go. I don't have to re-upload them. You you retain everything. You retain all your reviews. You retain everything that was on the feed of Apple Podcasts or whatever it may be. So there's a there's a lot of value in doing the transfer this way. Oh. That's it. That's my preaching done for the day. <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it because ABCs and liking it and everything else. And I want to say that you have already. I'm going way back, but I, I believe that. A lot of your, your now I want to say it's your first show. To me, it was your first show that you were on that I listened to was Devour the Podcast. Now, I want to say that some of the Devourers are gone and, and never coming back because, David, something happened. Am I, didn't something happen with a... Um, they were digested. Computer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think he has okay. some of the earlier ones, but I think he did lose quite a bit of them. Awful. And that's very sad. It wasn't my is- first show, but it was my first show that... Was on well, definitely the first show I had on the Horror Feeling Network, and uh, yeah, it. I don't know, and even the ones that are that do exist, you can't. I, as far as I know, you can't listen to them anywhere. Really, except for the ones that we did since you know um, after they made Legion, those okay. should still be there. But the pre-Legion shows, I don't think you can hear those anywhere. Although. The last time I talked to Dave, I feel like he was saying he was going to put them somewhere, like archive them somewhere so that people could hear them. And also, they still do exist. Because I, yeah, I felt really exist. bad there for a second. Well, <laughs> some really are lost, though. Wasn't there a computer issue? Didn't he have an ex-girlfriend leave and take the guinea in the yeah, uh, yeah, uh, some file? Of them are, some of them are gone. Like, I, yeah. believe that, I still believe they're in the basement at the Alamo. Which I actually kind of <laughs> depressed. Honestly, I guarantee you, I guarantee you somebody out there has them. Because, right, it's like the footage from yeah, uh, somebody. So, well, I think some listener probably has them archived. I oh. have found listeners to be amazing resources yeah. for stuff like that. You're right. Like you wouldn't expect it. Uh, that reminds me. Did you guys ever see that episode of Frasier where he was missing one episode of his show, like the <laughs> tape for one episode, and he's like trying to get it, and he actually found a listener who had copied that show, and that is totally off the rails. But. Um, <laughs> What I'm saying cool. is yeah. that is that somebody out there probably has them. I would actually like to listen to those really old Devour shows. It'd be funny if Kelsey Grammer turns out to be the one who has them. <laughs> 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 New EH horror movie idea. Finding yeah. Jamie's Lost Shows. Yes. Done, Christian. Get that down on paper. <laughs> it was under this pile of coke. <laughs> and, Kelsey, and Kelsey Grammer's the killer. That's right. <laughs> oh, hey, Heather, you're right. That would be the ultimate found footage. It's like, <laughs> hey, here's some footage. We found it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Literally. 
Yeah, right. Dave could have stuff hanging from the ceiling like fly strips. Absolutely. <laughs> it was over here. I know it. And this connects to this fly strip style. Thread. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So let me ask you, our guest. Uh, again, we, we talked about it last year. I don't know if, there, if, if uh, anybody else wants to say anything else about it being the, the gimmick for the month, but um, although gimmick is, a, is kind of a way to sell it short. I, I don't mean it that way, but the whole women in horror thing at this point, do you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to say about it? Because th- th- this is your uh, your time. If you want to say something about it, I think you should. And if you don't, don't. Personally, I think I'm impressed with how many female directors I'm starting to see. I watched um, a 2020 anthology the other day called Dark Whispers. And it was all female directors. And I think that's cool. And I didn't know they were female from watching the movie. It wasn't like, I'm like, oh, man, it looks like a woman directed this. And I think that's super important, right? That it's, well, it's, that it's the not... height of the camera. It's the height of the camera. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, Brandon, you're so right. Fuck, why didn't I notice that? You know, and I think that's awesome. I think we're having women more integrated and not seen as, what the fuck is that? What are you Tom, Tom Hanks is jumping by to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> you're so random. Do you need attention? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with yeah, Brandon, what do you think about women in horror? Yeah. I, th- I think behind every great man is an even greater man telling him to avoid all women. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I, for- I forgot how the saying goes. Isn't, the, isn't that Dave on every other episode other than this one? With the wrench? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say that. Behind every great man is a great wrench. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> This is this is wrenches in horror month. Oh, yeah. I was walking my dog this morning, Dave, and I thought, oh, thank God, I don't have a wrench in my life to just throw things off. I can just yeah. get home and do what I got to do. Um, but anyway, I, I just think it's nice. Nice. you'll hear Start. about it. I said I got a wrench last night, and you're gonna hear about oh, it. Good, good. <laughs> anyway, that's my thought. Is I'm just glad to see women um, more, you know, integrated not just on screen but off screen. I think that that's that's awesome and it provides a different perspective but i am also looking for more diversity so i'd like to see more transgender individuals making films and more from the lgbtq perspective as well but uh i think we're getting there what about you jamie what are you saying i'm saying if uh you keep rocking and rolling making better films and i can re- keep rocking and rolling make her better films <laughs> dave that was for you i know that was for me. <laughs> put it up no. and do a karate kick uh, no i i agree i am so glad to see it spreading around and see more of them out there back when i used to do viscera there were only uh like the the female to male ratio ratio was only like 15 percent to 85 percent and as far as directors go and that actually seems like a pretty sizable chunk when you think about how many directors are out there. But it really was I mean, it really wasn't. And it's not that they weren't out there. They just weren't getting stuff made. They weren't uh, people weren't paying attention to them because like in the early days, their women had one role in horror. And so they had to kind of claw their way up. But it's it's uh, it's working. You know, there are some really incredible women filmmakers out there. And sometimes I know what you mean about how, you know, you're, you're, if you can or can't tell, I like when I can't tell. But then at the same time, you'll have a film that you're watching and you're like, oh, I know a woman made that movie. And then, you know, it, like a, a woman did. And I love that feeling, though, because it feels like, you know, they, 
they injected something personal into it. And that is, it's not a bad thing that I can tell. Sometimes it is. Like with, um, you mentioned in, you mentioned the new anthology, but then there's the triple X and or X, not triple X. You know. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a whole other woman in a horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the XX anthology, which I am not a fan of on the whole. Um, I feel like that one was kind of a misstep, but I am curious to see the one that you've mentioned because I haven't watched it. So. Yeah, I think you might dig it. It's, some good stories are in it. Let's not go crazy. You guys watched a lot. Uh, are you trying to outdo yourself from last year, Heather? Are you trying to watch like oh, 250 okay, movies? So, so like Scott and I were like, all right, you know, Dave's right. We need to be more selective. We're going to do that. <laughs> Fucking 34 2021 watches later on February 7th. <laughs> We recorded yesterday, and we talked about 16 fucking films, and it's all wow. because of Mark Nato. We're on Mark Nato's Plex, and I'm telling you, it's like Coke. Once you hit it once, you can't stop. And it's just watching movie after movie, though I can say I've seen some very good ones, um, and I've seen some bad ones that I one I had to shut off. It was just oh. atrocious. But I did enjoy the anth. I like anthologies, though, Jamie. Just to back to that, I really enjoy them. Um, I'm not sure if you saw Immortal last year. Uh, had uh, Tony Todd in it. It's a very different type of anthology. It's more realistic stories. It's quite good. Ben, did you see that? Yes, I did. Did you like it? I did. Let's yeah. not forget, I had more numbers than you and stuff. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. You you won. I know, Brandon. You're I the know. next. I know. How's that for cute numbers? So in passing, Dave, did you ever hear this story? So Brandon and I were talking on the phone, and he said something about how many 2020, 2020s he had watched. I said, oh, those numbers are cute. Just to, like, you know, tease him. Right. I didn't think it would stay with him for six fucking months. That was, and that was it. I'm the guy that holds grudge, right? She called my numbers cute, and I'm like, that's it. I was at, like, 30 watches. She was at, like, 110. I'm like, that's like, it. I'm passing you now. Just you wait and see come <laughs> fucking December 31st. Here's what I can't understand about Brandon. He watches so many movies, right? But all the time we're talking in chat, he never wants to watch a movie. He His goal, oh, maybe that's why he wants to pad the numbers. Now, I think I've figured it out because he never wants to watch two-hour movies. He's always like, oh, I don't want that, that movie's too fucking long. I want to watch the hour and 20-minute movie. I want He always talks about I want to watch all the short movies. He always has these caveats. Now I've figured it out. If he watches two short ones. Dave's like, talking about somebody having caveats. <laughs> Hey, but I'm up front. I'll tell you all what I have, man, and, I, and I'll tell you the reasons for it. And speaking of Mark Nato, I listened to his show, the the best of 2020, and all the movies he watched, he watched a thousand compared to my hundred. Now, not exactly on either of those numbers, but you get the point. At the end of the day, I'm listening to his top 20, and I know all the movies that made his top 20, and I saw them all. So for all the extra work that he did watching all those movies, bottom line is, if I missed nothing great up here, uh-huh, sucker. <laughs> God, bless God bless him, but I that's the truth. I end up missing nothing great because I what watched the same movies. Right, Dave? What a mark. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes him happy, God bless him. That's what I say to everybody. Once upon a time, I understand, like Heather, uh, you know, only being in the podcast game a couple years, that's how I was at first. When Exploding Heads first started, I was watching 150 new horror movies a year. So it took me time to figure out that Okay, this is not the way I, I don't want to go at this rate forever. There's too many other movies 
that I haven't seen that I feel as a horror fan, like from the 70s and 80s, that, that I, what right do I have just blindly watching all these when I'm missing these other movies that people keep saying to watch? So that kind of started me on that road. But You've really chilled since we first started. How so? Chilled what way? <laughs> just chilled, mellowed out. I real like mellow now. sarcastic. <laughs> no, he's real chill now. There's no... There's no... There's no tension at all. No, why, why would there be tension? What, what's to be, you know? <laughs> He's digging. Just ignore him, Dave. It's okay. If you don't pay attention, you'll stop. I, like, oh. <laughs> I can handle whatever people throw at me, man. Proof was last show. I mean, you guys, when you, I, it hasn't been released yet, so so Jamie yeah, and Heather have Monday, Tuesday. Right. But these guys were coming at me in, in the VHS group for, you know, again, no fault of my own, just an innocent, and they'll tell you. They were mad. Christian jumped in, you know, to talk shit back to them because I wasn't doing it. Because I won't. I'm, I'm a different you person now. Them moldy. <laughs> he, he did. He did. He wedged it in. Were you trying to sniff other people's tapes? I told these people don't like that. <laughs> I told That's these guys to demo. avoid the VHS people for years, and now they're in all the fucking VHS groups. Yeah. They sound crazy. Brandon has told me about them, and they sound oh. fucking bonkers. Like, oh. they don't sound like they're all there, Dave. That's a... Yeah, I don't know if you want to go down that road. These people sound yeah, like they're a little too attached the to the The level of rage <laughs> that I got to just recording the show, just talking about the experience, I got enraged. I, I, I listened back as I was cutting together the show. I'm like, wow, I got to get out of these groups. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good for my health. No. <laughs> Do you go into detail on the show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Dave, okay. Dave oh, yeah. dissects every freaking message <laughs> that was made. Oh, yay. So it goes, yeah, it, we talk fun. about it for Thank at you. least a half an hour. It's keep me entertained. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I, see, I'm with you. That entertains me, too, because they're, they're funny. And, and, you know, it's it's only 10% of them, though. That's the problem. I uh, Most of the people in that group are, here's the funny thing, see. I listened to our, uh, not, not obviously I couldn't listen to the one we just did, but the show that we just put out before the Suspiria show, I listened to it a couple of days ago because I always listen right before we record because then it reminded me of things I wanted to catch up on. So now I listened and it's funny because you and I were both talking about what a friendly group they were in the VHS, in the VHS group and the people there and, and Christian says, I agree. It was all positive. But, for, but I think I even now. referenced it in the next episode. I said, I hesitate. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 but you're right. And then I even took it back. So when this episode drops, I'll say, I think I even agreed with you, but I take it back. Mm-hmm. And I say, fuck them all. Kind of like Heather was saying. Fuck them all! Groups in general. I find there's some creepy people in horror groups oh. that will, like, someone will make a post about a movie and then people, like, lose their fucking mind yeah. over yeah. arguing about films. And I'm like, oh, man, this looks exhausting. I'm tired now. Yeah. <laughs> I just read I love, this shit. I love when Brayden just puts out the bait. Just, he'll just oh. drop something. <laughs> and chat groups are the best watching Brandon. He was in Fresh Cuts chat the other day, and he said something about a flat tire, and then for 20 minutes, all they talked about was flat tires. <laughs> and I was in bed watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> Teflon B. Yeah. <laughs> Teflon B. Nice. He knows how to... God bless you, man. I'm so... He's got the life. Everything he does is freaking comes out smelling like a rose. He does. Man. I know. It's freaking the man. He's the man. You what? Yeah, he's good. Dave sniffs me too. No yeah. mold on me. <laughs> he drives down to New Jersey and it's like. <laughs> I am a cut box though. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I say one thing that that's completely innocent, you know, and then. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hate it. They hate all football teams. I know. Poor yeah. Dave. I know. I don't, I, I don't hate, hate football teams. Just Kansas City Chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, them. and all refs officiating those games. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Dave's chill. Hey, man. <laughs> That's the fun of watching football, rooting for and against certain teams and certain It's players. true. It's true. And that's what, refs as well. It's true. That's, the, <laughs> well, that's really the, the best refs, part It's a sport. crooked sport. Everything's it, crooked. Yeah, all sports are like that, yeah. yeah. Right. Also, who fucking cares? Like, yeah. why, why am I going to get upset because someone doesn't like a sports team? I don't give a shit what you like. That's true. Right. I love the are people you, who uh, Are you a sports with. fan, though, Jamie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, you don't sure. post, but I don't, don't give post. a fuck what other people do or like. That has nothing to do with me. I do what I do. I, I enjoy what I do. And then, as long as you're not one of those people in the group chats or any chat posting, we won, we did it, we're having a great year. We, yeah. What, what do you got? A fucking what, mouse in your pocket? What position do you play? Uh, Christian and I assisted the Raptors in the 2019 yeah. championship. Can you believe this shit, Tris? Christian? Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know what I'm hearing. Don't stand. I know. I'm like, a Knicks fan. We never said a word for 10 like, years about the fucking Raptors. All of a sudden, all, yeah, all, all yeah. fucking Toronto. We, we, we. In all fairness, I've been we fan of the Vince Raptors since they started. So I stood by my team for That's the true. There's not much else in Canada. <laughs> but <laughs> And in all fairness, my son's the one that got me into it. I don't like any sports. It's like like why today the only way to watch the show like the Super Bowl to me is to log on to YouPorn, type in gay videos, and then get the live stream of uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow, there's two things I have. Holy shit! What did he reference YouPorn? No, he mentioned two things I was going to talk about. One had to do with gay, and one had to do with Canada. It's crazy. <laughs> oh. well, the, you, you know, you when you think of one, you automatically no, yeah. No, I'm catching up on that show. These are things that we discussed on that show that I just listened to a couple of days ago, and I'm following up. One of them involves Heather directly. Heather's name was spoken by Christian about something you said, and I had to do some digging and some research on this, and I got there. The other one was about um, gay frogs, and I figured out what it was, and I'll get to that in a minute. But remember when we talked about it on that show? Hey, the fucking yes. frogs gay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. you referenced. I think weren't you refer- referencing teapots when you used or? Or either that or I wanted to say, I wish I could tell you that I think you're talking about teapots because Duncan used to always do that impression of... I just... What? Really? I never heard of this until... I never paid it attention when he did it. I thought it was a line from a movie I didn't know or something. Oh, yeah. No, he used to do that impression all the time. And Duncan, it's, first of all, hilarious whenever he does his American impression just in general. But when he does that one, it's actually pretty good. He drops his voice really low and he is like, you know, making the fucking frogs gay. (laughs) It's amazing. I didn't know about it. I was talking about the, um, what do you call it? The Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. You did mention him. Yeah. Right, because I mentioned it started because someone said something, and I said I will build a great wall. So after I said that, I, I was thinking of the song to Friday, the intro, and the Frogs Gate thing, and I've always wondered what it was. So, but the other day, my brother was here. I asked him if he knew anything about. It. He said no. So I started digging on that. So and these guys don't know what it is either, Brandon and Christian. Oh, I never heard of it except for that show. Apparently, Duncan said it, I just didn't. Yeah, uh, well, it. it's the guy who invented the phrase "cock of the walk." <laughs> That's the reason why. <laughs> calm down, Heather. Calm yeah, down. Yeah. Like cock. She heard cock. And she, she started. How does it work? Like the balls just get a. Oh, it's a cock. It's a chicken. It lumbers around. He's fucking guys. 
I know. What's his name? That fucker. He got not. He got. Kicked I got him. Alex Jones. And... Yeah, I got yeah, him. I got yeah, 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 yeah. This is what he is. He was this guy. Now I don't know wh- where he comes from or how he was known, but yeah, Alabama. He did have a sh- anyway, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> his name is Alex Jones, and I guess he has conspiracy theories. And yeah, he's, he- he's a <laughs> radical. He's a radical guy. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy. He's got a talk yeah, show. Know. He's a radical right guy. So, okay, here's what he says. One of Jones's most notorious conspiracy theories is that the government is using chemicals in order to turn people gay using a mysterious gay bomb devised by the Pentagon. And then he said, the, re- <laughs> the reason there's so many gay people now is because it's a chemical warfare operation, and I have the government documents where they said they're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so that people don't have children. He said on a broadcast in 2010, according to NBC News. <laughs> so then... <laughs> Gay bomb. bomb. That is a Jewish space laser that starts wildfires. It's going to knock down the population. What the fucking gay bomb? It's crazy. So now, well, I had the record. Oh, see, I got to go back to this one now. Son of a gun. I got to do two things off YouTube. But anyway, okay, Gay Frog's original. Because there's a whole bunch of songs on it. I never knew this existed. I, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's something. So... But isn't it typical I, I, that, like, someone from, like, the UK knows more about, like, American news than Americans? Um, you mean then Dave. <laughs> I'm fully aware of, <laughs> of yeah. what's going on. Jamie, why did you have to be? <laughs> With these two, it's a guarantee. Hey, I, know, I know who Alex Jones is. Dave thought he was a patron or something. I never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I never heard of the name. He's Alex a nutcase is what he is. Clearly. I, this just proves that Dave does live in the bubble and just ignores politics 100%. Yeah, He's no, standing he, yeah, true. Yeah, of course yeah, I do. He ignores everything. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, you guys probably know. You probably experience it too. But, you know, we'll get messages in the group chat and he's like, hey, what's this so and so thing? And yeah. we're like, um. Who's Kristen bang? Stewart? Was like, the one that <laughs> drove me nuts. Who's Kristen Stewart? Now he knows who she is because he's seen her in a couple of movies, but he had no clue who Kristen Stewart was. Not till that movie, that personal yeah, shopper. Personal movie. shopper. Personal I know. Movie. I remember. I'm like, how do you, you not daughter know? Never wanted to watch the Twilight movies. No. no are you kidding me? To, My daughter, Twilight. True. She does like a lot of gore. She's a gore hound now. That's all she wants to watch. Right. I, I watched Lords of Chaos. I started. I was 30 minutes into Lords of Chaos the other day, and the stuff was so realistic, gory. The stuff that bothers me. I know she's the same way that I stopped the movie after a half an hour and told her, "You got to come watch this movie with me." And I started it over and, and watched the whole thing with her. <laughs> And she like, loves this is it. so fucked up, I gotta get Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> because she's like me. Because it yeah. resonates. I'm like, that hey, real Frankie, watch this ISIS down. video. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> see, that's the difference. When I was her yes. age, I, could, I wanted to see the real life gore. She does, too. At this age, I can't see anything real. And she knows that. But anyway, this is what the guy said. It's only 30 seconds. So this is the frog's gay thing. It's funny. There's the gay bomb. <laughs> Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're... What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I'm like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. <laughs> oh, this guy has a voice and he's got a following. It drives me crazy. You guys but I agree have him with on him. The show. I agree with him. We should have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, was, wasn't he fired? He was fired, I think. He, I guess. He, I don't even know what he's doing these days. I, he kind of fell off the radar. Yeah. For he me. had a fall. 
He had a fall from grace. He was banned from restaurants. There was, you know, videos. from restaurants? There were videos of of him being thrown out of restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Gotta get some of that non-gay water. He's gonna have to be rocking back back and forth in the corner with the pillow guy. He's not gonna have anybody else to talk to. He ate some gay frog legs. (laughs) Is that what you said? Yeah, I go, what did he eat? Frog legs, I said, when he was coming out of a restaurant. That's what I thought, you know? (laughs) I don't eat these legs. I wish there was a gay bomb. I'd fucking drink it in a damn heartbeat, man. I would have drank it years ago. I wish such I a thing. Drink it in a heartbeat. No question about it. You would have given me the choice I mean, fucking twenty years ago. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Obsession <laughs> for men. Of, just in general. Just twenty years ago, here, Dave, drink this, and you will be gay from this moment forward, and you will never desire women again. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a ram. Like uh, no question. I think they're going to start the show with that piece. <laughs> no, it'll be a Ram quote in about two years. It'll pop up. It has yeah. nothing to do with women. It has nothing to do with... No, no. It has nothing to do with that. I just think that they have a better life. They have the most sex. Yeah, uh, I hear what Dave's saying. They bang more. They like, fu- it, you know yeah, how men are. bang all the time. Think about it. That's what I always said. I, I, I picture the gay society as... A human going centipede? Into a gas station. Maybe I go into the gas station, I pump gas... I see a guy next to me that happens to be gay. Hey, want to fuck? Yeah. You can't do that with women. So if yeah. you're a gay man, I guarantee they get the most sex. And if they get, if, if they really get mad at each other, they can fucking throw down and it's not abuse. So fucking, I bet they do. I bet they fucking punch each other if they get mad like two men do, like brothers that <laughs> fight. Women and men can't do that. Well, men certainly can't do it to women. But I I'm picture just them saying. speed bagging each other's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> That's what you and Vince do do. That's the whole recording of BGIF. <laughs> no, you speed back me. No, I speed back you. Oh, it's exhausting. Okay, one more thing. One more thing. I got to talk about the Heather thing because I got a bone. Not, not a bone to pick because I know where she's coming from because Christian said that he was talking to Heather about my thing with the Canadian songs and the commercials and all that stuff. And then she said, I'm crazy. So I said, the well, anthems, the choirs? Is that what we're talking it. about? Yes, yes. And I think I did okay, say I might be okay. putting words in her mouth as well. <laughs> no, no I, I was like, Dave is crazy. Yeah. There's no choirs. I No, I didn't say that, Dave. <laughs> I said I was said like, what's he talking that. about? Yeah. Oh. You like, I, I, are you referring to the Ontario Place theme song? That is I the have, only thing on. I can think of. I have it here. That That's what I sing. Ontario, yes, Ontario Place. Place theme song, yes. Yeah, okay, so I found it. I went digging for the happy together, and there's one in particular... And now, when I'm a child, I'm hearing this. Now, when you hear something fucking 30-plus years ago, the way you remember it isn't exact. It happens to all of us all the time. So it's a combination of that commercial and another... There was another commercial I saw, and it was showing, like, um, all, like... It was, like, a a Canadian um, pride thing, maybe. All I know is that at one point in the commercial, there was a um, slow-motion Niagara Falls going, and they were showing all these beautiful things. Yes, there was a tourism from Ontario commercial, yes. So you know what that is. I I know know a lot of Canadian culture. Okay, well, in that commercial, there was a choir. They were going, oh. Yes, there was a choir. Oh, oh my God. part of that choir. We, we practice every Saturday, right, Christian? Yes. <laughs> it's been hard during COVID. We have to do it over Zoom, but we make. I have to speed bag the guy's balls to say. Something diaphragm. The combination of that commercial with the choir in it and this Ontario Place commercial brought me to that. So Are you gonna play the Ontario Place commercial? Yeah, I found it. It yes. takes me back because Ontario Place is closed now. It's shut down. Oh, just the just Budweiser stage is there, also known as the Molson Amphitheater. 
Molson Amphitheater. Take yeah. it easy. That sounds strong. <laughs> it is strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the one. It's three down. Okay, wait a minute here. This is um. Man, we need a soundboard. Together, 1987. Hold on. Aww. Let's see here. This better be the one. It's about water. Hold on. Tap to unmute. I Come to Ontario water. Place and drink the gay water. <laughs> Why would you the gay sinosphere? Yeah. <laughs> Ontario Place. We'll cover your face. <laughs> Here's a question. Your kids Ontario place Christian, or was it too Albert? shitty by the time you got? <laughs> One time, my daughter was too young. My oldest daughter was too young to start doing a, like to get into the climbing things that looked oh, amazing. You mean epic fucking playground. Yeah, That's that I, I wanted to go to. When I was a kid. And then it closed. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Now, it's, now it's like abandoned and sad, but. Dave, do you have this? Song? I want to hear this song because I want to have the memories. Sometime back this to me. year would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now here's. I, let me ask you guys a question. Why would you go to a commercial? Why would you go to a video someplace, right? Like you, you go, you're searching online, you come across a video, and you press play, and then you go there and you have to tap a button to unmute. Why the fuck would anybody watch want to watch a video muted? Well, maybe if it was like porn and you didn't want anyone to know you were watching it. That yes. It, hey, on that note, on that note, isn't it? Doesn't it just boil you? That on every other video, you gotta crank your computer up to like full blast to even hear it. But on porn, you have your your your, your video up to one notch. No, I still I still put it up to full blast. I want to hear her struggle with that cock in her mouth. <laughs> I want to see that mascara running. Oh. Man, Dave's like, yep, that's what I yeah. like too. Dave's like, Dave's like, that's a good porn right there. That's I do porn. like <laughs> mascara running. I could care less about what's in her mouth. I, I, but something about the it's mascara, mascara. Yeah. whatever is down and dirty and disgusting is what I like. That's <laughs> down, dirty, disgusting. <laughs> it's the three D's. That's a frog like. porn. We're just sensitive at this point. That, yeah. uh, you're talking about choir. Do you remember that Stetson commercial? Or you guys might too. The it was from. The late 80s, maybe, or maybe even mid to late 80s. But it was a guy and, a, and a, it was a man and a woman riding on a horse through Central Park in the snow. And the song's like, easy for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> easy for you. Oh, man, Jamie's so, a nice voice. That's so amazing. one time I was uh, I was with a guy. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just... <laughs> Canadian sounding. Wow. So, can I... <laughs> Canadian cologne. Oh my gosh, there's choirs outside of Canada? Crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I was with this guy, and I was like, hey, what's that cologne you're wearing? <laughs> and we, this is like in the middle, right? I just, oh. I, I'm random sometimes. Well, yeah, sometimes you and, smell... And uh, he's like, oh, he's Stetson. And I start singing. Turns out, they don't like that. When... <laughs> <laughs> Did he just hop off the horse and run away? He said, I'm not crazy for you. <laughs> I'm leaving you. <laughs> Jamie just wants to reach through. I think she wants a ghost daddy right now. Everybody wants a ghost daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew. Okay, let me play. they don't like that. Are we back to Ontario? <laughs> oh, Brian okay. came in and was talking to me. Say hi, Brian. Hey. 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 
Get ready for the Ontario Place commercial. <laughs> Any day now, it's coming. Okay, Holy here it comes. I was saying hello to Brian. Good God. Okay. We are a family of water babies and water baby watchers. Quiet dreamers and die-hard thrill seekers. We are a family of sun worshippers, of film critics, of cafe gourmets, and burger butts. We are of the water and of the air, showgoers and rock and rollers. So we are one happy family who's very thankful for Ontario Place. Okay. That was a beautiful, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was innocence coming out of my eye. <laughs> oh, dude. Before my parents died. I'm just kidding. Our Those 80s commercials are great. So I got to take it back. I really, but here it is. That commercial combined with the other commercial I was talking about before, the Niagara Falls slow motion in the choir. Okay. That one. As a child, I wasn't used to seeing commercials like that with that type of singing and that type of thing. So that always stuck with me about Canada. How come Canada has commercials like this? So that for 30 years, I've carried that with me, the Canadian choir thing. Oh, that, that's just something I thought about the shit from that Canada. You, the, 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 he's like, I'm 30 years. Yeah. 30 years he's been carrying this. Well, I just think they must it. all sing. Good day to you, good day to you. That's just Canadians. Like, we would just yeah. sing everything that we do. When Christian and I got together, it was a musical, actually, for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we sung about the statutory rape that we were going to do later that week. We were oh. really excited. <laughs> for a statutory holiday, of course. It's, yeah, that oh, was... that's right. Thank yeah. you. Oh, now I remember. Okay, yeah, the statutory You're holiday. You're like, thought we were talking about something really offensive. No, it's a statutory holiday. I didn't know. I, 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 I take it for granted that we call them a certain thing here that you guys don't. Because you just call them holidays. We, They're called stat holidays, statutory holidays here. There's so many times I'll be listening to the show and I'll hear Christian get teased. And I'm like, fuck the fuck, guys. Like, do a tang? Yeah, I'm doing You guys sort of do a tang? Oh, by the way, I know exactly what you're talking about. When I was in college, one of my professors required us to bring a do a tag folder to school, school, to class. And nobody knew what the hell he was talking about at first. And then, <laughs> so now, I don't know. Honestly, I, I didn't even, I, I've never even thought of that word again until Christian said it on the show. And I was like, I know that word. <laughs> I, I, still think, I still think of the RZA every time you say that. Me too, buddy. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Putting up the D on. instead of up the W. Up in the 36 chambers. <laughs> Amazing. Christian so Canada, I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit that I was wrong because of those commercials. I held on to it all those years thinking the sums up. Now, of course, they do do it in Black Christmas, too, when those kids are singing the, the, the commercials. Oh, the kids again. The kids when again. they're doing the thing, it does sound weird. You know what it sounds like? They're singing you know Christmas carols. <laughs> but they're not singing it like kids. They're singing it like a, like a choir. Of four, because they're part of a, a choir. Because they're English. a kid's choir, Dave. That's, yeah. that's why. But, but with an English accent, like from the UK. You know what they sound like? I can compare it to like, you know when that you know when Pink Floyd the Wall, when the kids start singing, Way down, nay, now, and they have that fucking... Yeah, that, education, okay? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's because that's where now, they're from. I get that. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, but the people, okay. the kids in Canada are not from the well, UK. Well, we are. We're all descendants of Britain and France. And Y'all sound like a bunch so. of gay frogs. <laughs> <laughs> we do have UK people that live in Canada. Well, we do. I here promise, too. Dave. We do. But I that's promise. all I'm saying. Apart it just from seems... that, it's very common. It's a very common. It's very common for 
people who are doing voice training to, yeah. I mean, you basically, you stretch it out. Cause otherwise, you know, if you're, you're going to say like, hark the herald angels sing, not like hark the herald angels sing, you know, so <laughs> you want to oh. elongate the words and do sort of a British type thing. Like for instance, the mid Atlantic accent that used to be extremely popular in Hollywood and no one does it anymore, but like Cary Grant, Vincent Price, you know, they all adopted what is called the Mid-Atlantic accent. Mm-hmm. And it was... What the devil it, do you mean? It was because was. it made you sound posh. You know, it made you sound um, like an aristocrat versus, you know, your dumpy, usual like American commoner. accent. Your dumpy, usual. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Distinguished. Like peeps from New York and Jersey. Yeah, right. Christian, yeah, that was not the right impression. Dummies like us. In Boston. <laughs> Where that are my was, khakis? That was not the impression. Do the impression again. You're mid-Atlantic. What, what, what the devil does that mean? Yeah, that sounds more mid-Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> you just, that's all you wanted me to do. I Say it so you can it. get that fucking joke in. That's it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so anyway, I take it back. Uh, it was one of those childhood For the fifth memories. Time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to come clear about it because I'm like, there has to be a reason. I don't think I was imagining it. No, it was a choir commercial, and it was a beautiful commercial. Thank you for taking me down memory lane, Dave. I loved Ontario Place. Oh, I loved it. I was going there when I was a kid. My parents took me there all the time. Oh, it's great. Remember the yeah. original commercial from the 70s? It sounded well, like a I wasn't was alive the then, but I'm sure I could watch it on YouTube. <laughs> I was well, born you can find everything so. there. The one from the 70s? It, hold on. Give me one second. Listen to this. All right, here we go. Dave. But I, I, the Osmonds works too, definitely. I love it. Dave, Dave was just on the other side of Buffalo going, I just want to go across <laughs> across to Ontario, boys. It was an hour away, an hour and a half away from And he Could never went. Could you see went. the lights? Could you no. see the lights from outside your house? <laughs> the big, great big lights of Ontario. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Disney World. He wanted Ontario Place. <laughs> and then you go, and you go, and you're like, wow. This is a fucking shithole. <laughs> but when you're a, when you're a kid, you don't know. You just see the water. It's just the time. It doesn't matter. The seventies and the eighties were just a very happy time. The commercials showed it. Everything was joyful, and it was just. I love those commercials. I mean, I watch them all the time for the eighties commercials. It was just. I live my life like it's the eighties. I try to. I try to have that 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 mind state. That's what my Maybe business you could do a, is. A bonus show of that. Instead of uh, Ontario to... Place, Dave, did your parents take you to Martin Fantasy Island or Darien Lake? And they were like, "Fucking settle, kid. This is what you got. We're not going to Ontario Place." I like Fantasy oh, we Island. I've been to Fantasy Island. Yeah, we went to Wonderland when it opened. Though we went oh, to Disney. We went everywhere. Nice. I, I had a wonderful, wonderful fucking childhood, man. Awesome. It was the greatest time. Yeah, I have no complaints about it at all. I, I it was a great time in what? the eighties. No complaints. Best. No, man. <laughs> Life was great until, like, you know, adulthood. And then yeah. you just got to deal with it. I'm getting, a new, I'm getting a news alert that the water in Canada was just gay-bombed. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be a happy man, Christian. <laughs> Can't control myself. <laughs> Must suckle cock. I feel that. <laughs> 
That's crazy. Just don't sing, or at least 80s Stetson commercials. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, does nothing for the mood. No. Good, good tip, good tip. I would have laughed. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think that would have been hilarious. Oh, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, the guy had no sense of humor. Laugh during, they seem to right. think you're laughing at their dick. They don't like that either. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not used to, to it. <laughs> I'm always happy to be there. That was always my, my I'm just happy to be there. How do you like it? I, when I, whatever you like, I'm happy to be here. That, that's what I'm happy to be invited. I'm getting laid. I'm not going to be particular. I agree with you, but the girl gets turned off every every time I'm like, thank you for having me. Girl, thank you. Please, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm really glad so I'm How creepy would that be? Thank you. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Mama Mia. I guess we should get back, get on a movie, huh? Oh, Let's we watched, do we have to watch movies? Yeah, yeah. we got to talk a little bit about them. We do. Oh, <laughs> we watched them for a reason. I know, I know. I so, didn't know uh, you guys did movies on this show. I only yeah. even listen to like the first half hour and then I get bored and I turn Perfect. it off. So <laughs> As long as we have your three dollars, we're happy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, Dave, send me my dollar. Yeah. I'll, uh, I get I'll my send dollar. it to you. Get a fucking guy to plow your driveway. That'll be fine. Take the patron money and get a guy to plow your driveway, please. I'll, I'll give you my cut. I've been using Is it the patron money there? to buy movies. It's coming down really hard right now. And he has to Don't, go out and shovel it, poor bastard. Just Fuck turn that. out, yell at the door, go, Dad, shit's not going to shovel itself. <laughs> <laughs> How many inches that. again, Brandon? How many inches? Eight today. Eighteen, 18 the other day. Holy shit. And four, and four more on Thursday. You're a so lucky I, guy. Wait, yeah. you got dumped on too, Jamie, didn't you? <laughs> Jamie posted something about... Uh, I, what losing calories by shoveling snow? I did. Like, uh, Thirty minutes of shoveling snow burns two hundred calories. I was just close, and I stopped myself. I don't know why. This close to posted. Uh, how many calories is this sitting on the couch for 30 minutes too? Because it was like, that's what I was doing at the time when I read I'm that. I'm glad you stopped. <laughs> you never have to stop yourself when it comes to me, Christian. No, I'm just, I'm glad he stopped it for everyone who would have read that. <laughs> I don't know. That reminds me of the last time I was on the show. You got, it's like you're afraid or something. Like, <laughs> you can just say whatever you want. That was yes. Brandon. I think no, I that was it, me. I, I even it. told Heather about that. Uh, I was like, I don't know why. When we had Lacey and uh, Jamie on, I was like, I was razzing Lacey, but I felt I felt like I couldn't razz Jamie. It's, it's just, so yeah, funny. You said, you said something like, Heather, I, I don't respect you, but I respect Jamie. Like, I don't understand the difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, get, I didn't get to do the intro. I was going to say we have an amazing, an amazing female podcaster on the show with us and also Heather. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Heather, wow, you're in my top eight female podcasters right now. <laughs> that means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, but right behind Jamie, Lauren Ashton Carter. Bender, she's like me. Uh oh. Uh oh. She's like Dave Z. Uh oh. It'll come back. It'll come back to you in like ten years. She's also bad at NFL refs. I feel so you. Fuck that Chiefs ref. No, say I, I. When I watch football, it's like watching wrestling. It's the Stop. same thing. <laughs> No, I, I don't believe it. I know that it's bullshit. That's how I feel. Football's just as fucking fake. It's not as fake, but it's just as 
fixed is watching wrestling. That, that's how I view it. It's just entertainment. So uh, there's like, there's heels and there and there's baby faces and there's certain things that I like and certain things I don't. It's the same thing. I don't take football as seriously as I did because I, I consider a lot of it'll work. That's all. So I, I, it's not, I, I don't, don't that. I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with it, especially so, with with the Chiefs being you know the, basically the face of football now. So they're gonna get more calls because Mahomes is sort is Mahomes is sort of the new Brady. He's twenty five. He's going to be the face of the league for the next decade. That's how it is. Right. Yeah. We know this. That's everything's I, I guess. So anyway, <laughs> we got to get out of these movies. We could sit yeah. here all day and shit. I got tons more stuff. I got emails and shit. I got fucking... Red, red state it is. Red <laughs> state it is. You're right. No, you're right. All kidding aside, we got to get on this damn movie. All right, let's do Red State from 2011, written and directed by Kevin Smith. Set in middle America, a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex though they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sinister agenda. Listen, I was a Kevin Smith fan. He was making movies when I was in film school. He went to Canada, dropped out, tried to do film school there, dropped out of it, then made his Clerks with a credit card. So Clerks, as raw as it is, was kind of inspirational. Mallrats, the theatrical cut at least, was uh, I thought was hilarious. And Chasing Amy was one of my personal favorite films at the time. So he was three for three for me. What about fucking Red State? Well, where I'm going with it is, who knew when he announced, I know, fuck it, this guy, I get it, exactly. When he announced he was doing a horror film, I was like, I'm on board. I'm on board. And I was not disappointed back then or upon rewatch now as well. I agree. I like it more now than I ever have. And I think it ties in perfectly with St. Maud, which we're doing next. I think we're dealing with extremes in both movies. And here we got the radical fundamentalists versus the corrupt government. Two extremes here. And it makes for a quite entertaining and funny film, actually. And pretty violent. Is it horror enough for you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I never thought that I wasn't going to say it wasn't horror by any means. No. Actually, I'm going to have, if anything, I'm going to discuss that with the next film. Depending on the way you interpret it, there's a way for it not to be a horror movie. But that all depends. But no, I mean, I'm just saying. If, you, if we'll get there when we get there, uh, but for this movie here, I was hoping that a second view, like I watched it the first time, and I thought it was it was okay. You know, I mean, that was it. I, as a whole, I I would I preferred Tusk because I saw Tusk and I said okay, a little bit better, but I was never like in love with it. So I was kind of looking forward to going back and seeing if maybe my thoughts changed watching it this time, and they haven't changed. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I wanted to love it because I heard people praising it. I'm like, well, maybe I missed it. Maybe it was a bad day the first time. Maybe something else. And I'll get into my, my issues with it. It just, it, I don't even know if it was, if I could say their issues. It was just okay to me. It was a, a lot of gunfire. A lot of... I, uh, yeah, I knew that would come into, be a, a, a nitpick of yours. <laughs> it's not a nitpick. It's the first half, the lead up, all that stuff is great. It, and Michael Parks... Saves the freaking if there if he's not in this movie, granted John Goodman is great, but you have to have a good a heel to have a good you know, you have to have both ends of the spectrum here. If you take him out of the movie and you just have like a you know, some random guy in this role, I don't even know how if I this is gonna come out wrong, but I'm gonna say I I don't know if I'd ever want to watch it again. For me it's it's the Michael Park show for the first half and everything that goes there. And then it just gets into this war zone, which I it doesn't really make sense to me. Because, like, all this fighting is going... There's, like, first of all, in the beginning of the movie, these people are protesting at this church. 
right? Or whatever they're protesting. I don't know if it was a church. Whatever it was, they had the protest about the gay kid that died, whatever was going on. And there seemed to be like 30 plus people there. Like it was a big, big community of these these five points people. Kind of like that one group that used to be around Woodsboro, whatever the fuck they were called. I don't know. Was Brothers? Woodsboro Brothers? Yeah, the, yeah, Austin <laughs> and uh, Andrew. I don't know. Something There's like only that. two of them. They were in this movie, Austin and Andrew. <laughs> and then later on, we get to we get to the church, and all of a sudden there's like eight fucking people in the church. I'm thinking, where the fuck are all these other people? And then well, later on, yeah, well, all this stuff's going on, and literally it sounds like a war movie. You hear fucking nonstop machine gunning and all this stuff going on. I if if, if you just plugged that in and listened and didn't tell anybody what it was, they would have thought they were watching Full Metal Full Metal Jacket or Apocalypse. Now there was way too much fucking. There's no way they were just firing freaking back and forth. There was nobody to, to shoot. There was like twelve freaking people on the one side and maybe eight on the other, and it was nonstop freaking. They're gunfire. just gonna go through the whole movie, right? Now. Well, they had the arsenal. <laughs> they had the arsenal. That's I know how they, they had it. That's how the ATF came to them. They had been collecting uh, firearms and altering them. So it makes sense. It makes sense that they had that many weapons. It doesn't make sense that there was nonstop firing when there's only so many people and nobody's dropping. Like nobody's dropping because they're in that fortress behind the. We'll we'll get to uh, it. We'll get to it. Gates and all that. It's supposed to be an introduction, an introduction to your thoughts. The guy went through the whole fucking movie. I want to hear what Heather and Jamie have to say too. Uh, You do. Just Jamie. Just Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, why don't you go first? Then we'll yeah, give rates. Then we'll give ratings. Yeah, then we'll send it there. I'm sorry, I felt defensive because I knew everybody seemed to love it. So I kind of like wanted to give my beefs like out of the gate. You wanted to stand time. your ground, Dave. Nothing. You felt like a that. you felt like a Pittsburgh Steelers ref right now. <laughs> you did what I usually do, but I just I felt bad because no, I wanted I to make know. sure that you didn't get everything out and we let everybody no. talk. You're right. Uh, I love this movie. I've always yeah. loved it. Uh, what's funny is that brian does he did not uh, the first time he saw it when it came out and he hasn't watched it since he was not looking forward to watching this with me for the show and i was excited because i haven't seen it in a long time and he's like uh but he was open to giving it another shot he watched it this time he liked it much more we actually ended up giving it the same score so the i only had one issue and you know we can get to when we get more specific that there's one issue with the film and it's not even really an issue it's just something that i think would have made it even better but you know i like i like it i like the fact that he's taking a little bit of waco and a little bit of westboro and and kind of putting them in the blender together and i also like the fact that he even mentions westboro like uh when john goodman's on the phone he's like no 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 you're thinking about you know the westboro people this is, these are different people and i'm like oh how about that i mean clearly he was inspired by them but he also took the time to make um to, to those people do exist in this universe and and the people that are in the film are worse than them and i just i don't know i thought that was pretty cool but yeah i really like it i have a feeling heather didn't but i just want to am i wrong heather oh. I, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought that it took a really good view of cultists. Like, this wasn't Christian fundamentalist. This was a fucking cult. And I did enjoy the setup that happened at the teacher at the beginning, especially when she was like, even the neo-Nazis thinks this guy is fucking crazy. I, I really enjoyed that, like, free storytelling to it. And the teen boys were quite likable. And I felt like their dialogue was pretty accurate to teen boys being asked a fucking older woman. And the sermon was really powerful. 
the mm-hmm. sermon that that he did. I agree with you, Dave. He carried the movie. Man. Like he was a very very strong actor. It was very like you know gunfiery shoot him up you know style towards the ending. But overall, I thought it was an exceptional example of a cult movie, and the dangers of taking a faith and taking it so literally and using it to cause harm. Like the scene, I, we give spoilers, I guess. I know Dave. Yeah, the old yeah, one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, where they wrap up the gentleman that's homosexual in the wrap and then shoot him in the head. I was like, fuck, that's brutal. Like, that's just fucking cruel. And I, I enjoyed the set of that, and I was shocked that it was made by <laughs> Kevin Smith. I didn't know. Scott had to tell me. I watched the movie, and then I was like, oh, I saw Red States. What do you think? He's like, oh, it's pretty good for Kevin Smith. I'm like, you mean Clerks? Clerks motherfucker made this shit? Um, well, and- that made it's pretty good for Kevin Smith. Well, I, I, no, Kevin because Smith. Kevin Smith's no, not no, a great director. I've only seen his comedy. Typical. I've only seen his yeah. comedy films. I had no idea that he did. Like, I haven't seen Tusk, and Brandon knows I have a reason why I don't want to see Tusk. It kind of fucks me up a little bit. I am the walrus. I know. Oh, my God. It's like my nightmare being stuck in a walrus costume in, in a zoo. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, but it wasn't what I expected. <laughs> Christian. I feel like it was one movie for the first little bit, and then it became almost like an action flick at the end, which is, right. which is fine. But that's action horror, was, yeah, like, and that's what it's sort of advertised as an action yeah. horror film. I I want to yeah, defend my stance. I ray into horror, you know. Yeah, first, okay. yeah, and yeah. and I said he wasn't a. I think Kevin Smith is a great is actually a great writer. His comic his comic writing, uh, is yeah. is great. And I never thought he was a great director. This does not feel and because when you look at the first, when you look at. Again, going back to Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and and Dogma, and maybe even to uh, Jane Silent Bob, there, there's a certain thumbprint he's got. Like you know, it's a Kevin Smith film, but I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. thinking that they're well directed movies. I like the scripts yeah. and the interplay there. This I thought he was totally different from anything he did, and I'd say this is his best directed film. And and maybe people take um, issue with that because of some pacing situations that uh may throw people off like when it when it is that the pasture talking michael parks is that his name yeah yes when he's going on the movie stops for that scene it's very important that it, it focuses on that scene but i could see some horror fans wanting it to, to get to get moving to move and I think along a little bit more yeah and we're, they, yeah they're bit. gonna want kevin yeah. to jangle his keys in their face because yeah. some yeah. people can't just stand to sit and hold and, and, that is a scene that's worth holding on. It's I agree with Jamie. You're yeah. in it. You know, you're yeah. pulled in. And when you're watching not only his delivery, because he has this really laid back, charismatic delivery, and it's fucking Michael Parks and he's amazing in anything, but then you get the audience reaction mm-hmm. and they just kind of pull you in deeper though. It's like being uh, in a sermon, you know, and or, or even like something like a tent revival almost, except there aren't that many people, but they get, you know, they're all into it. Like even the little bitty girl is, you know, like, yeah, grandpa, you know, so they're so passionate about it that you just get kind of sucked in. Granddaddy. I I thought it was great that they threw in the kids to add on what Jamie's saying, the children being in that audience and listening to basically hate speech, because that's what he was presenting, right? As mass Mm -hmm. as Christianity. Um, Fuck, I was like, are these kids going to see what's going to happen next? Because you see the kid in the cage, and you're like, what the fuck is going to go down here that these children are going to watch? They were they seem to be cool with it. They're all like, yeah. like He came up to the cage when they wheeled (laughs) him out. Like, you know, there's a little girl standing there, and you're like, what the fuck? Thanks, Dave. Fucked up. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I I agree. uh, 
Oh, sorry, Brandon. I... I'll, 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 sorry, Canadians first. <laughs> it is. It should be that way. It's okay. He knows his place now, Christian. Go ahead. I, 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 and I'll take it. <laughs> I, my my one thing that I well what one thing I'll but one of my things that would make this movie better, and it's nothing against the actor because he did a fantastic job, and that's the character of Jared. They should have put a movie star in that role. And then we would have had a whole psycho thing going where you think, okay, well, this guy is going to get out because it's still a shocking moment when he's killed. Yeah. But my God, would it have been even elevated more so if he was a well-known actor? Because, I mean, he was in the well, Nightmare on Elm Street remake and he was in a few other yeah. things. But I'm talking yeah, I mean, about... he was actually kind of big at the time. That's he what was... I was okay. going to say. All right, Kyle then maybe... was kind of big at the time. <laughs> All right, well... Then I take it back because obviously that's it. But when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that guy from the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I didn't actually couldn't place him in anything else. I thought maybe if they got someone that was elevated was to movie star status. So, oh, yes, yeah, so he was in quite a few horror films at the time. Haunting of haunting of one of the places. Was it Connecticut, <laughs> Georgia? Haunting one of, one of the locations in one the United of, States. One of the states, yeah. One of those. Any state. Pick a state. It was no, Connecticut. Yeah, it was Connecticut. Yeah, I think it was Connecticut. That was a so, bad haunting. <laughs> I think this would have been better if one of the three kids that was in on it, like he was somehow a member of them and he recruited, because that's where I thought it was going to go. Because when, when the three of them are going to hook up with this girl, you know, it w- I think it would have been cool if then it would have been a perfect setup. Like this kid's in on it. Like at one point when the two of them are tied up, I was waiting for one of them to, uh, to do something and to be revealed. I got him for you, Uncle, whatever his name was or something. Yeah, I think it would have been great if one what of them... What is that, was... the, the Saw 4 Hoffman edition? <laughs> I'm not really tied up. <laughs> right, well, anything. I think it would have been better service if one of them three was in on it. I think it would have been a cool little thing to throw in the movie. I liked it the way it was. I think I really did get the impression... I mean, I've seen it before, so I know how it ends. But I, the first time, <laughs> that one of these three is going to survive. Oh, and yeah, I did I too. Shocked, like I thought, I was shocked when they didn't. I was like, what? and oh, okay. none of them, and the fact that none of them is really a hero at any point is yeah. awesome and really disturbing in a way. And getting back to the sermon, the sermon is so great. You know, the the whole spe- it starts off really dark. You know, God doesn't love you unless you fear Him and stuff. But then if you listen, some of the stuff in there is intentionally com- comical. And I'll agree with uh, Christian that Kevin Smith is a better writer than a director. Oh yeah, even even. The stuff that stood out to me, the one line in particular is when he's talking about the homosexuals and how they they are the instruments of uh, Satan on Earth and how they are the the people who brought about abortion. And if you oh, think of- I, I, I even said when <laughs> he said that in the movie, I was I turned to Brian. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to blame gay people for abortion? Yes, it's the <laughs> one it's the one group least responsible. In fact, you will never have an issue with abortion when it comes to the homosexuals. But I thought that that's the brilliance of Kevin Smith and still having a little bit of humor even in such a dark film. Yeah. I really enjoyed the dialogue between Jared and Cheyenne. I loved how he was yeah. like, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. I'd have loved how she wasn't like, but I'm trying to help you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can suck my cock, bitch. I fucking hate you. Like, I loved how he was yeah, just... Yeah, he was a good friend. No hold bars. Like, you destroyed friend. my friends. I fucking despise you. And if I get a chance, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I I thought that was real. Like, I think that's how you would actually feel at that moment, even though she's trying to help him, kind of. Like, it was it was interesting. The, the control that this cult had was very interesting. I think Cheyenne killed it. She was... Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that scene where, um, you know, they're having the arguments in her bedroom and then her mom comes in and then oh, yeah. after her mom, yeah. I was going to, I was going to try to dance around it, but I don't think it's necessary. After her mom gets killed, she sinks to the floor and she is just emotionally ravaged at that mm-hmm. point. And this girl sold it. Like I mm-hmm. felt, and then, oh, when she's talking about them babies, if them babies get killed, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my God, like. And she even says, like, I've done some horrible things, but if I let them babies get killed, like, I feel for her at that, yeah. you know? Like, and even though, she, yeah, she's done some fucked up shit. She is a bad person. Like, all these people are bad people. But in that moment, I'm sucked into her. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it, yeah. I don't know, it, it just grabs you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Everybody did a great job. I mean, yeah. John Goodman was terrific. Oh, Melissa Leo. John Goodman's always terrific. Melissa Leo was right. fantastic. I mean, she's she's probably one of the bigger stars in this film. I mean, she has she's not a huge role, but I mean, she's probably one of the biggest breakout stars in here. But uh, I have a serious question. When they're tying up the guy and he said, "Don't get any saliva on you. You'll get that mm. gay AIDS." Is gay AIDS worse than regular AIDS <laughs> or feline AIDS? I mean. Which definitely worse than coming. feline AIDS. Definitely worse than feline AIDS. Really? I yeah. always thought feline AIDS was the yeah. worst. I'll send you an article later so you can check to see what <laughs> Now, if you get feline AIDS in Canada, I heard you get a craving to for a big bag of milk. You do. You do. <laughs> I have one with your name on it for you when you come visit. Don't worry. Yeah. It might be sour by that point, but it's fine. It's fine. It's perfect for him. It's perfect for him. Uh, another thing. Do you think it would be more powerful? Do we do we need the introduction of the cult? And again, I know it's the movie we were given. I'm just trying to uh, say, for whatever reason, it played out like a, I, I'm going to bring Psycho back out. I'm not saying it's the same movie by any means. But I'm just saying this innocence that we follow that that comes to the evil and then they get killed. And it, but it, it and it sort of is a catalyst for the rest of the, for the rest of what follows thereafter. But do we need the introduction of the cult on the TV, or would it have been better if we just follow these boys who are on this crusade to get laid into the darkness that they they find after? It's more true to life that they show them on TV because like this is this is real. This is what exists. Like mm-hmm. such a radical group one really necessarily be hiding in the shadows. But we we get we get the that the more radical yeah. they are, they're not. But we get that with John Goodman's explanation, which is another great... See, where, where I was going with it is I don't have problems with the pacing here. I feel like some horror fans might because he lingers on that speech. He lingers on John Goodman, and that scene's another great scene. That scene's, I think, three-plus minutes long, which is... When he's in the kitchen? Yeah, abnormal. And yeah. you're you're feeling antsy because you see the wife there. They're trying to have a nice breakfast together, and he's just talking on the phone. And I was getting antsy, but you're so ingrained. Like, like... I guess glued to the conversation and, and, and he's talking about them. He's like, Oh, those are the God hate flags people. They're different and whatever. And, that, and that's what Jamie was talking about. I think earlier as well, but you're following him and he comes down and sits and we just stay on them that whole conversation. And I think that's great. Cause you really get to know his character there. And, and at where, where are we at this point? Like the 40, 45 minute mark in the movie. And we're introduced mm-hmm. to John Goodman's character. I think at the 40 minute mark mm-hmm. when he wakes up in bed. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just and it shifts and the whole movie kind of shifts and now we're on this crusade. Now it is interesting that it it goes the full Waco moment at the end with with the the gunfire and, and blast. But I wasn't against it because I kind of figured that that's where it was heading. I even upon first not watch, that, I, not not only that the way they explain it, the way he's on the call with uh, his higher ups and they they talk about how. 
there's no media outlets within an hour of their location, how they're just going to treat this as a domestic terrorist thing, and they lie about some local bombings at a mall, just basically giving excuses, you know, free excuses for them to kill everyone, including the kids. And you have that one agent who's, like, opposed to it, and then he's the one who ultimately, you know, has that real shocking moment where he kills Cheyenne and uh, and Jared, and it's just, it's crazy. Well... I have two comments and I have, I think, two questions that I had that maybe this will help. The first comment is this. I mentioned it earlier, earlier that I got wrenched at one point <laughs> and it may have affected my, um, my able to process this movie. What happened was it was on Plex. It was on Christian's Plex. You can't find this freaking movie anywhere streaming and to, and to order it. Uh, I wouldn't have time. It's expensive too to, to get the Blu-ray or the DVD. Either way, uh, there was no subtitles which sometimes could be a problem. So I'm watching this movie, and my wife decides, maybe like once a month she has these conference calls with two of her cousins that she's close to. So she decides that that was going to be the time. It just so happened to be. But I'm watching this movie without subtitles. So all of a sudden my she starts walking around the kitchen and the house, and she's conference calling with her two cousins, and she's on speakerphone. Now, they're loud over the speakerphone, and she's loud when she talks to them. So, basically, everything that goes on, I had no the, the conversation. When John Goodman was talking on the phone in the kitchen, I didn't hear one word. Of what, I didn't know what was going on. I missed out on maybe some you know serious plot points here uh, to the fact that by the time he got there, I didn't even – I understand the cop got shot, the first cop, uh, Badger from Breaking Bad or whatever. Yeah. The, right? So I, what, I understand he got shot. Was that the reason that the ATF showed up because they were avenging that cop getting shot? Or no, not? because Stephen Root, who played the sheriff, saw the poster about the ATF looking for uh, missing guns and in connection with, with the Five Points Church. So he calls them. You know, so the they goofy... just so happen to arrive as this is happening. Well, he calls them. He calls them after he gets shot. He's like, one of right. my deputies got shot. I see, you know, see this poster. You don't really hear his conversation. But that scene with him is funny where he accidentally shoots the one kid. And then John Goodman just oh. fucking humiliates him. And he, <laughs> get in your oh, car. And he fucking falls on the ground. That was good. So, yeah, I got wrenched. There's nothing I could do about it. I don't give her a hard time about it. I just, I deal. What can I, I do? I to put a what? sock in it. A socket wrench. <laughs> so unfortunately i missed some plot points now I, i'm gonna my other comment is this i like the fact when the when the one guy has an accident oh wait a minute okay remember when uh the kids hit the one car that's on the side of the road yes okay yeah. okay here's my confusion it appears now there there's a cop and there's another guy in there and, and one of them is giving the other guy oral sex yes or yeah no? he's giving him a bj okay he- so I know. Day. I've seen that motion once or twice. If you got BJ questions, you go right to. Yeah, I know. And he was singing the the, the Stenton song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a Canadian there was a Canadian children's choir in the back seat. <laughs> Found and gagged. Yeah. I love you, Christian. Found and gagged. Oh my god. So this it is was my the issue cop. There. It's the cop that. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And I like the fact that for once in a movie, the cop goes back to the station, and when you see him, because I'm not thinking it's the same guy, it flashes back, and they tell us that that was the guy. I need that in every fucking movie. So I'm so glad they did that. I'm like, oh, Cuts that was the guy that was in, it's just in this situation. So I want to give him props for doing that, because they usually don't do that in movies. But my question is this. It appears that they got hit, okay? And then a f- and then like a, a minute later goes by, and the other guy comes up from getting giving the other guy a blowjob. Is that wouldn't if you're giving someone a blowjob and you get hit, wouldn't that stop it right there? Wouldn't you like, holy fuck, I got hit? Why would he Probably continue for the guy blow? getting it? <laughs> right, but I mean, does that make any sense? He's like a saw trap. But does that make any sense to you guys? <laughs> I, I don't remember the editing. I've never been sideswiped by when getting a job, when getting a blowjob from a, job. a Native American well, Indian. Never a job. So that's probably why. But because <laughs> you haven't but come to visit yet. To believe that? <laughs> just you wait, Brandon. Just you wait. I thought it was instantaneous, oh. Dave. So I don't remember that a lot of time passed by. But maybe oh, yeah. I was like, well, no, there was time. To... He's right because yeah. the guys get out of the car. They start yes. walking back toward the other car. They're looking, and all of a sudden, Stephen Root pops up, and then the other guy pops his head up. And I'm like, what the fuck were you doing all that time? Zipping yeah. <laughs> okay, so... up. Four I to ten. That part was in there to tie in like homosexuality is hidden sometimes, and people are ashamed. Of... Like I thought it was tying into the whole gay bashing because that kid's killed at the beginning outside of the gay club like i just thought they threw that piece in there to I just kind of oh he did he just had a major right. problem that he didn't remove the dick from his mouth soon. <laughs> yeah. the whole day he just had a dick in his mouth constantly it is a little long i'm getting a fucking blowjob and i love a blowjob as much as anybody else but if somebody sideswipes me first thing i'm thinking oh fuck because you can't help it someone hit your car okay oh thank god she didn't bite it off either way bottom line is she when i get with a car he. well yeah but i haven't been blown by a guy so sure. You haven't drank that water yet, so that's why. (laughs) (laughs) The gay bomb just hit Buffalo. (laughs) I can't go gay now. Holy fuck, it'll cost me all kinds of money. No, no. But I I mean, (laughs) it would be fucked up. It would cost me all kinds of money. (laughs) It would. All the permits and everything that you have to do. My wife, I mean, my classes. Marriage. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, too expensive. You don't want to deal with that shit, Dave. You're right. Mm-hmm. No, I can't lose my wife and my 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 marriage and my family. Holy, that's only reason why. I mean, your VHS go... videotapes. Can you imagine shit like? Yeah, all because I went gay. I'd lose all my these great things around me. Yeah, fuck. So <laughs> I'm keeping faces of death low. <laughs> but that makes no sense. It's bad. It's a it's a bad thing that I would pick in any movie that I'm watching. Somebody gets sideswiped as a getting head, and fucking a minute later. So they're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me I'm supposed to accept the fact that somebody gets hit in a car. There's a, even if it's just a little fender bender, and someone's just gonna say fuck it, and they're gonna just continue to fucking give them a blowjob. I mean, it was a, it was a big fender well, bender. Well, how close are you to finishing? Yes. <laughs> 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 and maybe he held him down. Oh, maybe he tried to stop, and the other guy grabbed him. No, yeah, maybe, fuck that. Maybe right? He's <laughs> like, no, you're not done yet. <laughs> right, I'm almost there. Maybe they there, got, they... well, they obviously got frightened, so maybe once they got sideswiped, they kind of ducked down, they got scared, maybe thought it was, you know. He went back to blowing them? He goes, okay, no, me down. no, because they came up. Maybe he was, you know, zipping up, cleaning his mouth out, brushing his teeth, you know, gargling, listerine. Yeah. Taking, having yeah. some gum, you know, lots of things, yeah. 
Okay. I get it, but I don't think it's like... I think you would stop. Honestly, if, if I was in a car doing anything sexual and it got hit, I would probably stop. Well, I, there you go. I, then it's definitely an issue. If Heather would stop, then it's definitely <laughs> an issue. It's legit. That's a serious thing. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you get sideswiped, you run over a gypsy. Yeah. yeah. Those are reasons to stop yeah, giving a Someone tries to, like, tell you they're going to be thinner. Like, how thin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can I request the thin? Is I this a curse? <laughs> Not the boobs. <laughs> so that's my issues. Little things like that. That what I said before. Uh, how there's this big turnout in the beginning. All of a sudden, it's only like a ten member church. They make them sound like there's this big fucking deal, I and they got they like ten people. Related. Were they all related? A lot of them yes, seem to be related yes. by blood. Okay. Related by blood or marriage. Yeah. And John Goodman said there were twenty five to thirty members. But only twelve. But see, well, because it was also like four fucking o'clock in the morning. Like, did you guys notice that? Like, these kids are um, at one point. Well, it was almost dawn, but they had they were still in the middle of doing the whole thing. And these kids are like in Sunday school class at like three a.m. It's bizarre. You know, it's like that's fucked. That's I, that point. I didn't think about the timing, order. Jamie. That's you right. What? I didn't think. I didn't think about the timing. You're right. I didn't think about what time it was at but all. But like, yeah, time. because when the guys go to the woman, it's already dark. Like, it's, yeah, it's right. already nighttime. Yep. And then all I, this shit goes on. It's the same evening. Yeah. I rewatched the scene. They're not popping up from blowjob, even though that that is how I remembered it as well. They're popping up. They've been hit. Obviously, shenanigans were happening, and they the boys approach the car, and and then do the first cop pops up, and then the other guy pops up, and it scares them, and the other guy pops up in reaction. It, it, it doesn't seem to be from actual, it seems to be more from a, a, a scare that no one was in the car as they were approaching it. But I, I recollect my re- <laughs> fellatio. Did I say that? No. I didn't say that, did I? Oh, I just want to bring okay. it in because we always talk about Black Christmas and the damn uh, choir. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, I mean, but it's funny. My re- recollection was that, Dave, too. That he was popping up like, oh, I just... Well, his head I came up. Shit. His head, well, yeah. both of them. Yeah, but both if you look at the up. scene, one guy's sitting down and nope. the other guy's no, head one comes guy from pops, the left. No, no, it's, I just rewatched well, How did it. I know they were gay? The, cop, the cop pops... Well, because it's filmed exactly like that. There's two guys in the car. They could be bi, in all fairness. We don't know. They are. The guy's married. The guy's married. Does it not look like the second guy comes up from the lap? Yes, right. it, it sure does. Okay. But the first guy the first, came up from now, the I don't no, think he was he still. I, I'm, I'm, I was joking yeah. earlier. I don't yeah. think he was still going, obviously. I think mm. they had stopped. But um, I think that the reason they staged him to come up the way he did was to kind of cement the fact of what was going on. So there yeah. is no oh. question in your mind what he was doing. Plus, he had a no. huge milk mustache. Yeah. Absolutely. There was no milk in that car. <laughs> they weren't out immediately. If they weren't still... hit, not if your Dude. dick's hanging. Yeah. Not if you're the gay uh, sheriff who's who's hiding it from everybody. It was in a town. jump. Sc- it's a jump scare in a sense. They literally come up to a car like, "What the fuck's this car doing in the middle of the road?" There's you can't see anybody, and then it's like right. pop up one of the guy popping up the cop, and then <laughs> and then they get scared, and then they they do the illusion of the other guy popping up, not with dick still in mouth, but to allude to the fact that there was uh, there was some um, cock sucking happening. At some really point. obsessed with this scene. We've talked about the scene almost as long well, as the sermon. Well, it well, because it was, a, it was a problem for Dave. It would have been better if just his penis popped up. <laughs> <laughs> like but this. Do you yeah. like... Do you like... What the fuck? Oh, very nice. Very nice. Did you order do you, that? Yeah, Junior. 
Oh, wow. What is going on here? Head. I think it's infected. Look at that hole. Oh, oh shit. It's gross, and he's got no head. Wow. It's a, it's a cartoon so picture. Do they reference that they're going to an older lady, Tyke? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he says he's talking. They're like teasing each other about fucking each other's moms and stuff. Yes, okay. in, the, in the gym when they're working out in the or, you know in PE class or whatever. Yeah, they say she, they say Melissa Leo's thirty eight. Yeah, and that's some bullshit. Yeah, she looks like she's had a rough life if she's thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drugs. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're watching. And I'm like thirty eight. My ass. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's believable though. That is, that is exactly the way, and it's happened to me. Somebody posts an online picture, and either you can't see the face, or they do something to make it look different, and they 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 are a hundred percent fit, and, and you know have everything going on body wise. And then you get there, that's exactly what I was like. Oh man, that's happened to me several times. And then you get there, and it's like, oh okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Talking like about she looked like Janet Jackson. She got out the car looking like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, she was bald as hell. A lot of the um, a lot of the shocking moments though come from gunfire and the way that the the sound editing and also just the the reaction the the cop in mid sentence I love when shit happens in mid sentence uh, and he gets shot and his eye gets blown out and then that oh, that's, that's shocking good. that's great when he makes the oh. the joke about man it's whenever you repeat when you use the word repeat it always seems to work he's <laughs> like being condescending yeah. <laughs> and boom what's his name why am I drawing a bank. Pollock. Kevin, Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Kevin Pollock, yeah. And I really like him just anyway. Yeah. And so when his it's so that makes it extra shocking because I like him. He's a he's a funny character, but I like him as an actor. And then when his face gets blown off, I'm like, oh fuck that what the hell? Yeah, you're like yeah. like he's gonna be in it for at least five minutes. Nope. <laughs> no, there's a Who lot of a lot of carnage. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who was the guy that tried to save the girl? I felt bad when that happened. He tried to do the showed mercy, tried to do the right thing. Jerry, he let them no. go back in. Remember to go get the kids. Oh, no, oh, he wasn't oh, the, sending her back no, in. He was no, gonna he was kill her. He was giving her the gun. He was going to kill her. Yeah. That's when no, he fired he those rounds her. off. No, no, no. He was, he was giving, firing the rounds he, off to he, say that. Yeah, sorry. No, at first he was fi- he was firing the rounds off. Yeah, pretending like she fired the rounds off, yeah. and then he's like, "Here, take this gun and go and back go inside." Back and she's like, out. "No, no." He was going to shoot her in the back. Yeah. Why, why do that? Why not just shoot her? Why go through all that fucking rigmarole? Because he couldn't. It, it, it's um. I, I think there was a part of him that had to try to fool himself into thinking yeah. he was doing something righteous, even though he knew he wasn't. I don't know. I, I feel like that was more for him than anything else. I agree. Else. I agree with that. I thought that he shot the gun to make it when people came. He was going to say that. He was he emptied the gun as if to, he was going to do one or two things. Either he tried to get her missed or she took shots at him, but he was going to allow her to go back in and get the kids. I thought he was trying well, to see, I, I think right that thing. I think that they do that on purpose. I think that you're supposed to think that or at least a part of you is hoping that, but then you realize exactly what's going to happen when she refuses to do it and then and she's like, "No, no, no." And she starts and she keeps begging him and then you're like, "Oh, he's not going to let her go. He's going to fucking kill her." Like that is when it drives that point home, is when she knows what's going to happen. Fuck. Which I like that. I like the fact that she she gets it. And she's so young, but she gets it. She she knows that if she turns around and heads back toward the house, she's not making it. Yeah. I got one thing that, that bothers me. And this isn't the thing I was referring to earlier. This is something I just thought of. When her mom is yelling at her in the kitchen and telling her to like get on her knees and pray for forgiveness and then join them when she's ready or whatever. If you look behind the mother... There's a fucking phone on the wall. Now, why didn't this girl just try to get... Now, they may have cut the lines, you know, we don't know. But it's right there. Wouldn't you try to at least use the phone? 
Hmm. Yeah, yeah, why show it? it? Why show the phone? I never no. noticed I that. Say, yeah. But if you're if you're raised in that kind of fear and oppression, you don't think logically. Like well, I could, true. you know what that's I mean? True. Like she's been oppressed so long that not going to think like you or I would, right? Where I need to get out, I need to get help. She's just like, oh yeah, I'm God's going to well, get back to me. Right? Well, she knows <laughs> enough to want to talk to someone in charge. Shut and you know, so what I would have thought was, hey, let me try to call somebody. Let him get, know we're get in John here. Goodman. we've got kids in here. We want to get them out, you know. But yeah. then Brian's like, well, they probably cut the lines anyway, you know, because you don't want because in a situation like that. And he's right. You know, in a situation like that, they don't want the people inside to be able to call backup, you know, or, or call to, a media outlet and get to be. Yeah. To or to be able to let anybody know yeah. what's going on. But yeah. my argument against that was when they first got there, that's not the plan. That wasn't what they were planning to do. It was supposed to be a super easy in and out. They weren't planning for a firefight. So, but then I was like, well, I guess they could have just cut them anyway. Maybe they do that every time they do a, a job like that because you don't want the people inside calling like all their redneck cousins or whatever to come out and, and you know, whatever, back up. Mm-hmm. But True. anyway, like it, I, it just struck me because I'm like, there's a fucking phone. Like, <laughs> just try it, you know, but... I mean, I also understand she was in the lunch. You know, there's gunfire going around. There's kids. There's, you know, this dude that's, that's tied up. <laughs> like, there's all kinds of shit yeah. happening. You're not going to think about uh, necessarily what is the smart thing to do. The kid, this is one more thing that, that also bothered me. One more. Because the kid has a gun in his hand. And I'm watching this movie when he makes his escape. Mm-hmm. When the, the preacher's sitting there on the piano doing his thing. This kid has a machine gun in his hand. He gets loose. I'm thinking, shoot the fucking preacher now. But he does nothing. He gets All out those has a gun would have been and runs. Down. Yeah, but he sees his friend tied up. Anyway. He thinks his. He, I, I don't. I thought. He, I looked at it like I thought he was going to go to a rescue mission and notice his friend was still tied up and said, "Fuck! If I shoot these guys, they're just or one guy or whoever it can get. There's kids. My buddy's still tied up. We're we're screwed." But then he just does hightail high it out of there. Yeah, so it is. You want to anyway. see him go all die hard on everyone, but. I think it's more typical of a 17-year-old kid. He's yeah. terrified. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. he gets killed, it's it's a shock also. It's like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, Sheriff Shithead is really who, <laughs> who, who fucks Sheriff it all shithead. up. Sheriff Shithead. I like that. <laughs> Sheriff Shithead. But I, and I don't mean to jump to it, but like just because we have, we've talked about it a lot, but that end sequence when they're kind of, when he realizes he's being promoted, I guess, to... What about the horns? Be I mon- didn't understand oh. that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, before that, the oh. horns... Horn, yeah, well, they, they exploit it in the end scene. They yeah. exploit it in, in the very dialogue-heavy end sequence, which is like, again, like Psycho. He said that she said that he said that she said. The, end, that sequence, whole... the end sequence <laughs> is fantastic. The dialogue in the end sequence, the whole conversation between well, at his debriefing that he's getting promoted, that the government is talking about how they're going to make these people disappear and all that, and, and then John Goodman's story about the two dogs. Fantastic writing. I didn't hear the, what he said. The last the horns of though. Fucking... But you want to know about the horns, Dave? The horns though no, no, no. is a little bit of a bit of uh, uh, is a coincidence. But they referenced that in in his little speech at the end. It, it was, was just neighbors. Yeah, it was yeah. neighbors. There were eco eco environmentalist kids living on the back ass of like the uh, the property, and they were growing being harassed by the cults. Yeah, growing. Well, I understood marijuana. all that. 
I yeah, understood. So they decided to fuck with them by pretending like the rapture's coming. They took I it know. out of the book of Revelations. I would have You're loved talking. the movie. Loved it. Would have gone up a full point if it fucking if there really would have been God and he would have been on their side and the fucking movie ends horrifically that way or the devil or something and, and the evil fucking wins. I think that would have been bad. The fuck ass. Uh, what went, I wanted was for it to actually be God and he would come down and bitch slap those crazy cultists. You know, I think that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I think honestly, uh, well, Kevin Smith had a whole different ending for this that he wanted to do but he couldn't afford it so that's why he ended up doing it the way he did but he had a much bigger ending planned and I think in that ending it actually was God oh man but uh, I could be wrong about that I that that I'm going on memory of something that I read you know it's a Linda's Morissette and she just pops out of nowhere and starts talking and everybody's head yeah. explodes yeah. Hold right back. over their heels yeah. heads over heels <laughs> you've already won me over <laughs> um no b what i was saying i couldn't understand the last word he said in that speech and because i'm gonna have subtitles and it fucked me up i was like what did he say i understood the story about the dogs he goes i'm this is where it left off he said something about these two dogs that have known and loved each other all these years started going at this bone and yeah. fighting and then he said it never occurred to me that they were and the very last word he said i couldn't hear it what was it what was the point of the story maybe that'll help me out he better. said people do oh no i don't what did he yeah, I don't know what the end of the dog story was. Well, okay, God, he was basically saying it's like it. it's like they never it's like they never had met each other before in their yeah. lives. You know, and I got this, that. All the shit. Well, that was what he said. And well, then he what went on to, to talk with about his his grandma or what his grandma said or wasn't he? Wasn't it? Yeah, people do strange strange things when entitled. Even yes. stranger things when they just plain believe. Believe that was the word. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Evil. I, I couldn't yeah. hear the fucking word. And I, when I'm on Plex, I don't rewind. I don't do shit. Cause it ends up being a big fuck something that doesn't yeah. come back. So I, when I watch a Plex movie, I sit there beginning to end. I don't fucking move. I don't do nothing. Everything's got to be in. Otherwise, I miss. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I got wrenched, there was nothing I could do about it. Yes. I couldn't pause it when she came in the room. I don't do anything because it was a Plex thing. So it was a combination of a few things. Final thoughts? You, you guys don't you guys, do you give... You guys don't typically give ratings, but... Like, like, are you talking to me? Well, Jamie? <laughs> I know Jamie... Well, actually, I should say... Uh, not this again. Actually, I lie, because Brian, uh, Brian does post your ratings on, on the site, but I think when you've done your movie reviews, am I correct that you never really gave a rating? She does that between one and five, always. Yeah, um, except for on uh, ABCs, because on ABCs, it's just a straight up, yeah, we want you to watch this. That's why we're talking about it kind of thing. But We'll just, we'll just multiply on, whatever on you say by shows, two. Yeah, but it's always been the Netflix ratings. It's always been, it's never been a technical thing. It's always been a, do a, do I like it? Do I love it? Do I not like it? Do I hate it? Kind of Thumbs thing. up, thumbs down. Are you enjoying what you're watching right now? I hate that. And Heather, you guys yeah. do rate. <laughs> um, or do you give recommendations, kind of? We'll give recommendations. Yeah. We don't give ratings. But I'll rate for this show, um, yeah. obviously. Because <laughs> you guys do that, so. Yeah. Well, do it then. Oh, do Was you want me to give a rating right now? Sorry. Yeah. We're trying to be courteous. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't going to yell like he did. I know. I, like... I was waiting for Christian to yell. Well, just fucking do it then. <laughs> ratings. Where's your fucking ratings? Um, ratings? I... I... I'm sitting between a 6.5 and a 7, so I'm just going to bump it up to a 7. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. 
I I really enjoyed how they handled the religious overtone in this. I thought they represented a cult really well and the control that it has. Uh, the sermon really nailed it in for me. And John Goodman is such a good actor that the moment he showed up, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is this is movie's just going to get better. So, yeah, seven is where I'll stand out of ten. Is because you guys still do out of ten or is it head ratings? What is that? No, that's no, the new the that's one. the new movie. New movies only. Oh, you better know your head rate. Take it easy with the head box. Okay. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just had I get excited. Sorry. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, the guys geez. in the truck that got sideswiped or the car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I just explained that what I do. So I'll convert it to a one out of ten. But uh, so in that case, it would be an eight. I really, really like this film. I am very close to loving it. The like I said, I think it would have been cool at the end if that actually had been god and yeah. he came I, down and he's like what the fuck are you doing like you know? yeah <laughs> um yeah, i just think that would have been awesome but even without that i do think it's kind of funny that it just was a coincidence and it just happens to be neighbors that are fucking with him because that's a really creative way to fuck with with crazy people i'm there too i'm i'm, a, I'm an eight and uh Whoop. I would actually say that I really enjoy him on that cusp again of, of saying that I love it as well. Kevin Smith did a great job here. I, You know, you don't expect this from him. It's, it's a total shift from anything else he's done. And I I enjoyed this. And I do have to watch Tusk again, but I remember enjoying Tusk as well. Not as much as this, but I'm looking forward to seeing that one again, too. I actually like Tusk okay, except for that if you excise all of the Johnny Depp parts, then yes, it's a much better film. Although that one scene... Yeah. With him and Michael Parks, it's kind of uh, brilliant with the two of them, with their acting. But I, I do agree with the other stuff with him, the Johnny Depp. But just that one scene when Michael Parks is paying, playing someone that's like, you know, slow mentally. And, 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 and this guy's playing this role and they, they nail it, you know. But, other, but I feel you. And you gents, come on, uh, give okay, us the ratings. What. It's weird. <laughs> I came down on it. I was talking, but I was just just expressing the problems I had with it, but I, but I also enjoyed my time with it enough. I just wanted to point out the things that I didn't expect anybody else to bring up or, or, or say or, or, or notice. Cause when we talked about it coming into it, everybody was saying how much they loved it. I'm, I was expecting it to be great. And I kept seeing like these filmmaking flaws that just didn't make sense to me that they kind of brought it down. And the fact that personally, I'm not a fan of, you know, all the shoot 'em up stuff. So, but not as low as you think, six and a half, eight out of 10. <laughs> there he is, Jeremy. Well, we should, well, we oh, really shouldn't have to say anything more. He already yes, explained himself. Truth, it's truth great. be told, it's great. Yeah, it's a great film, great cast, great performances, great writing, great directing. I, I great. enjoy it from start to finish. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and I don't care about the the blowjob sequence. Doesn't lose a half a point for me for that. I can't. Maybe, it. maybe a half an inch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a music video that you remind me of, Dave, and I can't place it. Oh, I remind you of a music video? Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Hey, it means little, nothing because I don't know looks, what it is. But. He looks a little like Avril Lavigne right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's rich. That's a complicated. Character. I love her. Oh, I love Avril Lavigne. Dave, why do you got to yeah. make podcasting so complicated? We love all the Canadian references you guys throw during the show. I know. Alanis Morissette, <laughs> Avril Lavigne. This is great. You're right. It's all Canada today. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nothing place. wrong with that. Hey, yeah, I'm happy together. Great. We're happy together. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Everyone loves Marine Land too. I'll tell you that. I much. hate Marine Land. Oh well, then you're you're land. 
Why? You're against that commercial. Um, I'm against the fact that they take huge whales and keep them in fucking small tanks. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck that. (laughs) But enough about the female employees. I as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Snap, 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 snap. Snap, snap, snap. Mamma mia. Everyone, Christian's address is... Please no, no. Yeah. Hold on, I'll post it in the page so everyone can find it. <laughs> what do you have for us, Dave? Are we? Are we? Got, sh- yeah, are we jumping into this new one or? No, 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 no. We got no, time. No. Still. We got to do some foreplay first, okay? Yeah, it's always, you. always. This is what I've all got. About. I'm good until twelve ten. And, 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 and then, well, oh, that's good because yeah. I'm good till twelve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a brain has a big day. Big day of shoveling snow. Big day, big day. If we go to twelve ten, I'm fine. We'll do this. Okay. Maybe some fango, <laughs> but if not, <laughs> Dave, Dave is like, <laughs> just Nah, nah, do it. Let's not even do Saint Maud. We already know Jamie's ratings because Brian spoiled it by posting it. And well, so Brian has my ratings because we've talked that, about it for the past. That week. was out of five. <laughs> That was out of five. We don't know what that's going to translate I, Being a math teacher, I was able to come up with a formula to convert it to the 10 ratings. I don't remember what it is. I have it written. To, yeah. We're not even doing numbers. Well, Jamie can keep her regular because basically head ratings are like a one to five in a way. You know what I mean? There's five head ratings too. We should just go... No, that would be... You guys know the head ratings, right? You probably know them better than we do. Floating heads, half chub. Half chub. <laughs> Sorry, that's that, 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 that right? <laughs> no. How come we don't have a half chub? That's what it's just we're yeah. head. Yeah, because we're dickheads. Although some might disagree. <laughs> Exploding full head. Sorry, what full head? If you full really head. hate something, it's explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a half head? Yep, a half head. Full, full yep. head, half head. Mild rumble. Mild rumble, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then body convulsions. Body With head. eyes, ears, and nose. Like, throat. Sounds like a good night. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then full head implosion. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The opposite of an explosion, an implosion. But that body convulsions, yeah. that one needs work. That one just doesn't seem to fit for some reason. Body convulsion. With ears, eyes, and nose bleeds. Yeah, something? I gotta see the ENT. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your throat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got an email. I got a message from from Jim K. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, we got a question. Yeah, Jim from Toronto. Another Canadian thing. Maybe it's just a Canadian day. Unbelievable. I tell you. Okay. Um. <laughs> let's see. Oh. Okay. This is what he said. I've been on a thing lately to try and go back and revisit older podcasts and even try to look up ones that either don't produce anything new or don't exist anymore. It's amazing that there are a lot of podcasts that I know of or heard about, but can't find a website or any sort of archives for them. Lots of guys have started a podcast over the years, and either they weren't successful or just stopped because of the life stuff, and it blows away how many podcasts don't bother to archive any or all of their show material. The biggest pet peeve is when a podcast has 200-plus episodes, and you can only go back to maybe show 100 or newer and it's especially frustrating when the podcast is halfway decent. If you guys are one of the few that actually have a couple, pardon me, a complete catalog that's fully accessible. Some of the questions I have for you guys are, how do you guys feel about the whole archiving thing? It's funny because we were talking earlier about it. Um, is it that guys can't be bothered to archive their stuff? Was it that there wasn't any way to do it back then for the older shows? Why do some podcasts only keep their newer episodes? Is there some sort of limitation on iTunes, etc.? So that's basically the first half of it. And then there's well, some... well, I did some digging, and I found that um, some 
some lost episodes of Devour the Podcast were found in a salt mine in Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was found in a salt mine in Transylvania? Why did I bring that up? What was was that movie we watched? It was the fucking movie, was it now? Shit. Was it a found found footage? The Final Prayer? No. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Oh, Event Horizon. That's it. The lost That's what it was. Event yes. Horizon. I didn't even know if it was a joke or not. But once you said Event Horizon, that's definitely it. So that's what's funny. For... Because that's... earlier when Jamie was talking about it, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to compare it to, I go, it's where they, it's where they, they found the Event Horizon tapes. But I didn't know the name of the location. <laughs> Yeah, the salt mining. Wow. So things have changed. Once upon a time, you couldn't do any any type of archiving. Nowadays, there's so many more options is, is my answer to that. Now we have Anchor and this and that and the other thing. Of course, it's real easy to put on, on YouTube. Well, I don't know if it's real easy, but it appears to be from the outside looking in that it would be easy to archive things on YouTube. Maybe. Um, I also know that iTunes has their own specific rules where some only go back so far. But I don't know. I think... I think if you pay, if you mess around, Christian would know you can change it. But I, I remember a time when some podcast only had like newer episodes or, or only a hundred episodes, and then it stopped. Other people may know may know more about it than I do, but I think that it's a, a setting in iTunes that somebody can make to make them all available. And I think people back then just didn't archive or just stopped caring. But that's all I got for that. You know, as you get so many, then. Um... It gets more expensive to host them, and then you know, and if they if they're going to dump something, they'll dump the older ones because they figure, you know, who cares? But the thing is that you know people care, you know, or they wouldn't be listening to you to begin with. That's true. Like remember when um, Jason actually did a culling uh, several times on the network before this final shutdown here? There, like there was that um, couple years ago maybe when he was having to go through and remove all the old shit, take out all the old like video podcasts. Yes. He had to. Things down because he couldn't afford to host it all anymore. Cause it was getting just outrageous. It's a lot of money. Like seriously, it's hundreds a year for, for shows. You know what I mean? That what are you going to do? Some people back then, nobody had a Patreon either. Back in the olden days, there was nothing. I mean, when maybe did you one guys or two. start podcasting together. Was it 10 years ago? Like when, like when you and Jamie first started or. Who, me, Jamie, and yeah, I? yeah, yeah, you guys. Oh, oh shit, ten years. Uh, no, no, not, not. Um, geez, let me think about it. Was about like forty it. years ago. No. <laughs> That's even close. I was. Uh, I, I the first time I came onto the Skeleton Crew was like what 2014, 13, 14. We, we started Banana Laser in thirteen, so probably like yeah. two thousand fourteen. I, I I was full time or or maybe fifteen on on Skeleton Crew. And Jamie, you started what like um. Four or five years before that? Or two th- wow, that's a long 2008. <laughs> yeah. When Skype was first made. What were I, wasn't you even, I wasn't even born yet. No, it's true. No. <laughs> you know, it was JP and Carly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, true. It's, it's almost true with them. Or the Schroyers. Especially Carly, because Carly's been like 22 for like the last six years, I think. It's like me. I'm 40. Forever. <laughs> 40, forever 40. Like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah, every time, every time it's Carly's birthday, they say happy birthday. It's like happy twenty second birthday. I'm like, haven't we been doing this for like the last eight years? You know, I think I found out recently because I did a podcast with her. I believe she said she was twenty four because I guessed twenty four and I got it right. So that's her she, actual. She's brand. aging like Ben Button. <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> great fucking movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> Man, 
So yeah, it's different now, I guess. Back then, hosting fees is a big deal. You're right, that is expensive to do. You know, and people just, you know, when you start a podcast, all you do is put into it. If you want it to sound decent, you got to get a microphone. You do your stuff, then you have to have somebody who works hard. A lot of times, guys burn out that do the producing, and then when it comes time to call it quits, I could just see them be kind of being disheartened. You know, it's like, well, all this work, and here we go. I mean, it's. I mean, I can't speak on it because I don't produce. Because I know it would drive me up, up a wall. I can't do that. I, you know, I barely attend to watch movies. I produce list- great content for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So true. So yeah. true. It's true. Okay, so when did you start listening to podcasts? What are some of your favorite lesser-known or extinct podcasts? And do you know what happened to them or their hosts? Since we're on the topic, what are some of your favorite YouTube channels that no longer exist? And do you know what happened to them? Some people don't like when Dave mentions some podcasts from time to time, but I kind of actually appreciate it because some disappear and don't leave a trace behind. So. Some people that don't Who like it are like branded and I. <laughs> Why would someone not like you mentioning podcasts? Who who gave you that feedback? I used to like Brandon this devour the podcast, but I don't remember <laughs> what happened to their, their host. I don't know where she is. We've <laughs> not been able to locate her. No, that is weird. Who doesn't like you mentioning podcasts? I'll joke it aside. Yeah. I, Gotta be other listeners, maybe. Yeah, oh, maybe it's because we do razzum. Maybe we just razzum every now and then, like whatever. Well, he said some people, so I, I would assume he was talking about other listeners. Yeah. Right, they gotta what be Patreon. Jim K well, knows something that we don't. Maybe, maybe that's maybe they're older listeners because Jim K's been listening to us for a long time. So I I can't recall any negative feedback from patrons because we asked for it. We say this is something you guys want us to do differently. We will because we've it all could, said that. it could be that time I asked you to stop mentioning. TGI 13. <laughs> I, I just, I loathe him. I love it. I know, it's okay. I love it. I I One day we'll trick him to come up here and we'll have Where's our your pay- Why aren't you on camera, Christian? I was having some um, issues because uh, I'm on Wi-Fi now. And now I'm all not, I see I, is PG. Yeah, oh, there you go. I'm you know why morning? I put that on there? Because I stupidly thought that was what we were ta- talking about today. I was <laughs> editing the damn episode and I put that picture on. And it's not even the movie we're doing this week. <laughs> We've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there's something wrong with me. We'll do it next week again with Mario Cousins. I'm not trying to Mario I'm not Cousins. I'm not even trying to get into the new movie yet by any means, but is it just a coincidence? Like I I didn't realize that this was directed by a woman. So it's just perfect for a woman in horror movie. Totally tell. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But I just thought that was kind of cool because that wasn't planned. You think we? You think we'd be on top of it and actually plan that? Uh, no, nah. just a coincidence. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so there's lots of things I could say. Uh, not everybody here is, a, is an avid podcast listener. I, I know that Christian and Brandon really not. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You oh, do? Gosh. Do yeah, nowadays? Do you, absolutely. Do you have any that like? What do you say? Uh, ones that aren't around anymore that that you listen to? Is there anything? You know, he's looking for older ones too, and I'm like. I can't think of one. One of my favorite, actually, who doesn't podcast anymore, is Mr. Paul Stevenson's "Who Will Survive." Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he put a lot of work into his shows too, and he was very, very dry sense of humor, very funny. Yeah, and you he's guys a good guy met. too. He told me that he met you in person, Dave. He's my homie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lives right near here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hibernation was a good one. That. Yeah. That is actually responsible for Brian and I meeting. Hibernation, really? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird because. Kruger used to play an ad for Devour the Podcast right. on his podcast. 
mm-hmm. Brian was a listener of Kruger Nation and heard the ad for Devour, came over, started listening to Devour, and then, you know, the rest is history. And now I can't wow. get him away from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I can't think of anybody else that isn't around anymore because I still have them here. Like on my iTunes, I'm just going and looking and seeing what pops up. 22 shots of moods and horror. They're not around (laughs) much. (laughs) No, they're, we don't want them to be around, but they're still around. That's what it was. I always confuse that. (laughs) Yeah, I get that backwards too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Most are still around that I listen to. A lesser known show that I that I do like to talk about is called the Buzz to Kill podcast. I I, I tried to get them on um, Horophilia, and Jason didn't want to accept any new takers, which is so funny. He didn't want to take any new takers, so instead he allowed people that already had shows to have five fucking shows. So instead of having one new show, he he said, "Okay, you guys," and everybody started having you know four or five shows each. But whatever, <laughs> I always thought that was funny because that was a damn good show. And these other shows, these spinoff shows, a lot of them have one episode every three months. It's like, okay. I think it's just because he can throw them on the same existing feed, so it's not any extra uh, work for him, really. Yeah, 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 that's true. I hear you. I just, I really like that. When I hear a real good show and I know they have a, a really limited audience because they'll say, you know, I'm like, shows like this are better than a lot of shows that uh, that are on networks that I associate with and it's a shame that, you know, more people aren't hearing them. So I'll, I'll throw it out there, you know. that That's one, but, I mean, everyone else is still around. Like, I, we talked about Devour, of course, earlier, you know. Devour the podcast, look, look up Jamie's older show, and lot, lots of good stuff there. But, I mean, everything has come up, I think. It's all, all the shows that we did in the past, I suppose. Go back and listen to Banana Laser and Skeleton Crews and, and things like that, and, and, you know, maybe you'll like them. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything, like, it's not around. There's this, there's a one podcast called the Purple Stuff Podcast, which I'll put over endlessly because it's all about 80s and 90s retro, and it's two guys that are really, really good. That's all I have. I, there's really nothing I can think of as far as shows that aren't around or, or even lesser-known pods. I've I am drawing a blank right now. Dave, you probably know this show. Uh, Ashley, Ashley oh. Blackwell used to do it. Uh, ghoul, ghoul. Girls will be ghouls. That's right. Thank you. I knew you'd know it. I and I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. That is embarrassing because Ashley is a personal friend of mine. <laughs> Ashley and it and it's uh what's her name? In 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 Xena Xena, yeah. You know, uh, the real queen of horror. Yeah, so that, that, that was um for sure. I used to love that show. Me too. And I don't think they put out anymore, do they? No. No, they stopped. They only put they, I don't think they even put out twenty shows, but they were on Legion feed for a while. But mm-hmm. too many shows come and go. And then but not, many... with them, not only do you get a female perspective on horror, which, you know, I can I can dig, but it's also uh, women of color. Yeah. And that's not something you see in the in the horror genre very often as far as like podcasting goes. It's just not that prevalent, especially when they started because they started right. a long time ago. Yep. And that's a good YouTube. There you go. Is is a real queen of horror. That That's what she does. I love her YouTube stuff. Because she comes on there, she has a good sense of humor, and she puts video, she does it. But her videos are all like 10 minutes or less, and that's great. Like, she comes on and she does, like, five movies with, with uh, you know, killer children or this, and she has a topic. She goes, these are my top five of this, and, she talk, and she'll come out, and, and it's boom, boom, boom. She gets right to it. It's 10, 12 minutes max, in and out. I love it. My problem with YouTube is I don't have the, the time to sit down, and anytime someone sends me a YouTube anything that's like longer than five minutes, it just doesn't happen. I'm not listening. I don't have the time. 
I, if I can listen to it is about 10 minutes. That's what that's what most people aim for. Yeah, I can't do it. I, when I'm at home, I watch movies. I can't sit there and watch YouTube for hours. Some people, that's their thing. Me, I, I want to watch movies. And if I could listen to YouTube shows, I would. Problem is, you you can't do that with phones. Unless you pay for the extra, whatever, YouTube something, and it costs a certain amount of money because it's a trial once. And then you could run it in your background and, and shut the, you know, listen to it yeah. as you're doing something, like podcast. But that's the problem with me and YouTube. That's why I don't watch YouTube. Plus, plus, I'm a little jealous of the YouTubers. So I'm going to let the ugly side of me show. But it's true. I, I will admit that. A lot of these people have freaking 1.2 million listens and all this up and one millions of subscribers. And I look at them and I go, shows that I know of, not just my shows, but shows I do, shows that I know of, another one podcast, in my opinion, are as good, if not better than that. And they have freaking a million times the audience, you know, and it just, I don't know. We have 1.2 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Almost They're making there. money off ads. I, I watch jealous. the YouTube channel of you guys all the time. I so. always watch your YouTube show. You're the one. <laughs> I'm the one. I watch it when I'm doing work. When I have a break, when you release the show. and Because I, I watch a lot of movies. I put you guys on mostly because I like to watch Brandon's expression and then Christian's expression when Brandon says stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but you do yeah. get more out of watching you guys talk. You get the... Facial expressions, right? It's a very physical it's, show. Mm-hmm. Very physical we indeed. Enraged. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, when Christian gets really animated and he's like pissed, it's hilarious. Wait, wait till the show drops this week then, because that VHS wait. discussion is. Uh, I'm slightly embarrassed by it, but it's a well. What are you gonna do? Don't be embarrassed. Oh, I'm. How do you think I feel? I'm very embarrassed <laughs> by Christian's uh... antics. But funny. is there any podcast? You know, lesser known that you guys want to plug really quick before we get out of this. Just I have, up. I have one. It's a Canadian one that probably Christian doesn't listen to because he's not as good a Canadian as I am. I don't think. Is it have about choruses? <laughs> Is it about what did he, What was it? Was it about Is what? It? Oh, I was gonna say choruses. The choir? Is it about? No. <laughs> Is the intro song like that? Welcome it, to it, Canadian it, podcast. Sorry. It's uh, yeah. Christian's a very part. good Canadian. Which of the seven provinces did this come from, yeah. Heather? <laughs> Right? This fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, no. Newfoundland's only been added in 1949, so I can yeah. see why he was that one. It's like Alaska <laughs> for you guys. Right? They're not real provinces yeah. and they're in the Maritimes. Um, it's uh, Canadian true crime, so it's actually about all different true crimes that have happened in Canada, and this, the woman that researches it goes real in depth. Like, she'll play... Um, police interviews and stuff like that. It's actually a really good listen if you if you like true crime. Did they ever it, figure out who was responsible for tipping that moose? Fuck no. What, what you it? know, the, we, we don't like to talk about that, Brandon. I really wish yeah. you wouldn't bring it up here. Well, it's I'm a very just, sensitive topic. That was the most heinous Canadian crime I could think of. So. I know. Yeah, Paul, Paul Bernardo, huh? Does it come up as a yeah. name of a heinous Canadian crime? Okay, Jesus, three. I know three. <laughs> and that pig fucker. What, what, what's and his Robert name? Yeah. What was that guy's name that chopped off the dude's head on the bus? Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, that you was a Manitoba guy. About. Yeah, in Manitoba. Yeah. Well, it was a two dollar and fifty cent. He didn't have the change for the, the bus. The uh, I've heard that podcast, Heather. <laughs> have you heard it? Do you like? I it? heard that. I if it's the one I'm thinking of now, I liked it, but I thought the woman came across as she was reading too much. 
It felt like she was reading the information as opposed that to like, I, I like when it, it, it like, I don't, again, some things are scripted, but I like it to come more organically or, or at least. It's very scripted. Her podcast yeah. is very scripted. You're right. That was my I only scribble. That, yeah. Yeah. And Brandon's left the building. Oh my God. Brandon, see what's way? behind the green door. Green what? door. First time what's ever. What's that secret you're keeping? It's a bathroom. Look at that. <laughs> what? Baby Jason. Dead. That's where he hides the women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, get back in there. Dad, get back in your cage. It's not lunchtime yet. <laughs> I told you to shovel. Oh, what? Me leaving? No, I found the source of the bleeding, so I have to get a band aid. You okay, buddy? Yeah, no, I finally found the source. I couldn't find it. Where, where was well, the source? How do you it's not my know toe. Did you wow. stub it? I don't know, but it's gushing. Oh, which the means there's a, like a puddle floating on the floor. Like, <laughs> how did you. He's feeling kind of dizzy. He's like, yeah. I don't yeah. know where the bleeding's coming from. <laughs> a woozy. I mean, thank you for solving that, though, because I know that there had to be listeners out there who were on the edge of their seats going, but what the fuck happened with the blood? Yeah, well, on my break, I went downstairs and I had my dad check my rectum for me, and it wasn't bad. <laughs> you got three fingers in? Clean. Yeah, you got three fingers in. I didn't feel a thing. Oh, you're bleeding? And he, was, and he was wearing his class ring. <laughs> Which is now lost. And his watch is gone. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to say you're hiding that uncomfortable thing up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. I think we should. I know you have so much more, Dave, but I'm just I'm being I trying to be cautious more. of time. We'll have to, I, I, <laughs> I have nothing more. I, I, have, I have Fangoria. We just can't do it this week. Well, it'll be back in a, a couple weeks. It's fine. I got more coming in, though. Good stuff. But interesting stuff. Fun. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to be so we... disappointed when I listen to this show. That's one of my favorite segments. Damn oh. it all. Sorry. Go ahead. We, we, yeah. we could do 15 minutes and then still have 40 minutes for St. Maud. Wow. Okay. okay I don't, I don't know what, what clock you're looking at, but that's okay. It's 1120. <laughs> it's 1120. You said 1210. Yeah. 1122. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got 15 minutes left. It's so 1122. Christian's right. So if he does 15 minutes of this, then we got 35 minutes for St. Maud. Okay. I'll read it's a couple. a 35-minute movie, St. Maud. Okay, I'll read a couple mails. The thing is, I've decided to put the Cisco and Ebert thing to rest for a while because it started oh. in episode eight and it and it finishes episode fifteen. So <laughs> I'm gonna how, get them. Look how Christian froze, Dave. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Ghost adding me. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm trying to rush no, no. because of the time. Nah, thing. Take your time it started in episode 8, and it ends episode 15, so I want to go through the whole thing in order. So I'm not going to be reading any of the letters that have to do with the Cisco and Ebert thing or anything else. But I will read a couple here, and there's a real good interview with Max, with Max, with John Landis that I want to, that I, but I can't. I'll, I'll do that part in a couple of shows. But I'll just do a couple uh, living dead males here. <laughs> so here's one. Mad Maniac from the Deep Business, episode 13, by the way. And uh, it came out in June Issue. 81, episode 13. Issue. Issue. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's their it's their se- it's their second anniversary too. Their thirteenth issue because they they were at the, in the beginning first two years they only, they were a bi monthly podcast. So episode thirteen their <laughs> second anniversary <laughs> issue. <laughs> Fuck man, I'm fucked. Podcast issue episode. Fucked. Can't do it. I can't talk. It's hilarious. It's my my mind is so ingrained in saying those things. Oh. <laughs> Like it's like print media is dead. Everything I say has to do with fucking a podcast or something I listen to for me. Yeah, read us read us an email. Okay, here's an email. <laughs> Mad Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mad Maniac from the Deep. This is interesting, mostly because of Fangoria's response, but check it out. Dear Fangoria, I'm writing to all to bleh. I'm writing this to you after having just seen finally William Lustig's Maniac. I I underestimated the film. I thought it was going to be another average, unrated heck up gore film, but I was wrong. Maniac scared the hell out of me. Not only was it graphically gory and scary, but Spinell's use of black humor as a schizophrenic killer who talks to his collection of trophies was too much. Why no fang coverage of humanoids from the deep? And Mad Max. I thought at least humanoids would somehow make it into your magazine. Andy Jones. Okay, here's the response. Our reaction to Maniac was completely opposite to yours. We hoped that it might be good, and then we saw the thing. As far as we're concerned, only Savini's work in that picture was worthwhile. But who knows, maybe we were just in a good mood that day. So completely dissing that. Uh, I, I'll tell you, though, I, I, I'm so sorry, Dave, to interrupt, but there, that was the no. reaction from a lot of people back in the day. Maniac was not well-received other than Tom Savini's uh, effects work. And then I found that, like, over over the time, over time, it kind of gained a better following, a bigger following, and seemed to be appreciated. The thing wasn't received well when it came out. It was it, trashed. It's crazy, eh? Uh, top of most people's list. Yes, my dog agrees. But horror fans, you think? <laughs> it made my topic when we did it that year. Good job. <laughs> we did, didn't we? <laughs> uh, okay. Mad Max was on Australian production, and no filmmakers were available for interviews at the time of its release. We did try to get coverage on humanoids prior to its release, but New World didn't want us to show Rob Bottin's creatures at the time. Since then, we've learned from Rob that he'd rather have the entire picture forgotten. He still doesn't believe how many people actually liked it. So Rob Boutine doesn't like humanoids from the deep. So. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Okay, oh, here we go. I, I spoke about this other one. This was the original one that led to it on an earlier show. Trashed by Teacher. Dear Frangoria, I had brought several of your mags to school recently, and my friends enjoyed them. During a study period, my friends passed them around. They were talking about the, about the maniac pictures. When the teacher heard them, he said, Okay, bring up that magazine. When he saw the cover of issue number nine, he said, whose trashy magazine is this? I said, mine. Your mother buys you this trash. Pick it up after class. I met him at the end of class. I grabbed the so-called trash from his desk and went home. I don't think there's anything wrong with your magazine. I want to tell you, I'll keep buying Fangoria forever. Brian Carboneau. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Study period is probably not the best to read Fangoria. But we do understand your anger and frustration. One of these days, we'll have to tell you about the time we met Harlan Ellison and learn how ignorant some otherwise intelligent people can be at an old adage, you don't judge a book by its cover. There you go. That's how it began. Find that guy now and see if he's still reading Fangoria. We'll look him up. Let's see. Brian Carboneau. Maybe. We should. Let's get him on the show. Let's do it. I'll look them up on Facebook and more on that later. We'll, we'll definitely do it. Cisco uh, Reber, okay, not that. Cisco was a couple things about that. Okay, here's an interesting one. A bloody waste. Christian, you'll like this. To the editor, I just got back from wasting more money on another cheap Halloween ripoff. My bloody Valentine. I would say that this one is the absolute worst. The acting was terrible. The gore depressing. And the ending, 
Right. They couldn't understand the East Coast accents. That's all that was. They couldn't understand what they were talking about. That's nuts, man. <laughs> Crazy. And the ending was one of the most asinine things I have ever seen. <laughs> Thank God we have directors like Cronenberg and Carpenter, Carpenter who know how to create true horror. Here's to abolishing the slasher image forever. While I'm writing, I'm afraid I have to add on some comments about this Gene Siskel controversy. Oh, sorry, but it, it wedges way in. I'm sure anybody that watches sneak previews saw the so-called Attacks on Women program in which Siskel and Pale Ebert tore apart all the horror films which they felt were made against women's lib. Included yeah, in their list... Watched that episode, or that, uh, really? Weeks ago. It's fucking... Yeah, that's crazy shit. Included in this list is Friday the 13th, which sparked the whole controversy, Motel Hell, which Ebert praised two weeks later in his review, and I Spit on Your Grave, which may actually deserve the honor they gave it. What these Neanderthals did is take scenes totally out of context from the rest of the film. They took three scenes from Friday the 13th, showed women being attacked, and failed to mention that Friday the 13th and similar movies do not only show women being murdered. In fact, Friday the 13th was nicely balanced between both sexes. But anyone who hadn't seen it would have thought that it was against women because of the scenes they chose to show. If Cisco and Ebert don't want to see such movies, fine, Andy, but I wish they'd allow us the right to see them if we so choose. Horror Forever, Don Hicks, Carson City, Nevada. Okay, so the Cisco thing came in there, but... Or at least don't represent them. Uh, mis- I'm sorry. At least don't misrepresent the films. And that's what they did. That, that, or did. We watched that every couple years just to... Get, I don't know, get angry. I don't know why, <laughs> because I find it interesting. But we'll just watch it, and we're sitting there screaming at them the whole time because they completely misrepresent the films they're talking about. And, you know, they talk about how it's strictly women, and women get killed in horrible ways, and, and it's not true. It's the majority of the time, more men get killed than women, and the most vicious deaths, like, say, for instance, the Kevin Bacon death, are, tend to be reserved for the men. You know, and they completely misrepresented that and glossed over it, and I hated them for it. At the time, did you? They're very uneven in what they decide is worthy and what they decide isn't. You know, they're they're not very consistent. No, and I'm going to have more on that when I get the other magazines, and I've already read some things and some things they said, and it is really odd. Janie, what's shocking to me in, in that respect is, I don't remember this happening at the time. Of course, I wasn't watching horror yet in 1981 closely enough to to know that this was even happening, and I didn't watch Cisco and Ebert, so I didn't know. I found out about all this Cisco and Ebert, Ebert stuff later on, you know, in adult life, and I'm reading things that have happened in the past, and the Friday the 13th, and the Betsy Palmer thing, and and, and, and everything that happened there, but... I didn't know. Maybe you did, but I I didn't know that. And I'm happy to see it that all these people were enraged and writing Fangoria about it, and that it was such a big ordeal. Were you aware that this was happening at the time, or no? Because I was. Uh, oddly, and, and I guess not oddly, because I was I was still pretty young. You're I nine was years watching, old. <laughs> I was watching horror, and I was also I also watched Siskel and Ebert, but I wasn't watching horror at the time to the point where I was doing any you know analysis or anything like that i didn't really pay attention beyond watching a film and then i didn't put any specific thought into it afterwards so and if i don't remember any of the any of their shows from back in the day talking about that uh i did watch them but i don't i don't remember 
the controversy. You know, um, I will say, I, and I just told a lie. I did actually do some analysis. That when, I remember when I came home from the theater from seeing Friday Three. I think you know this story, Dave. <laughs> yeah. um, we we came home from seeing Friday Three, and I sat in my swing out back, and I co- I was comparing Friday One and Friday Three, and how similar some of the kills were because like you had the Kevin Bacon kill in the first film that's then mirrored by the hammock kill in the third film. And I was actually going through that stuff in my brain and I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How old were you, Jamie, when you were doing that? Well, seven. Wow. That's awesome. It is awesome. When did you plan your first uh, slasher murder? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, eight. Next year, you were like, I got some fucking notes now. I know how to do this shit. (laughs) I have never taken their reviews. Now, mind you, I came around way past their their time. I was born in 83. So by the time I ever heard about Siskel or Ebert, I was really old. I never valued their opinions on other films, to be quite frank. I, I found them annoying and pompous. So that was my opinion of them from the beginning. So anything they would have to say about horror movies, I would just disregard to begin with. Yeah. Well, and they're openly not fans. Yeah. So right. I'm not going. I'm not going to. Uh, Bo and I actually got into an argument about this a while back on Devour, when uh, he was talking about how he somehow he said something about respecting the opinion of actual film critics, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what film critics have to say. What I care about is what the fans have to say because those are the ones. Those are the people who genuinely care about the genre. Because the, the horror horror as a genre has been stepped on repeatedly over the years, and it still is it continues to be. It's much better now. It's, it's been kind of dragged into the spotlight, which is great. But particularly back then, they were pompous, and they were openly not fans. So why should I take into account anything they have to say about something that I love when I know they outright say they don't love it? Except for, like, you know, they'll praise Halloween. right. Um, and I guess he praised Motel Hell, which that that is um, kind of hilarious. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But yeah, and I never really and even their mainstream films, I disagreed with them a lot. I always mm-hmm. did. And I don't know why. I guess I watched them more out of the fascination that there was this show where people talked about movies. Yeah, me too. Yeah. At the time. Yep. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And there um, there was a. Um, a cable shit, a cable access show that I used to watch when I was younger too. Of these two guys, there were two guys in a basement, and they would talk about movies. And I just was like, I want to do that. Like even back then, I was like, that's what I want to do, you know. And the reason I love that you're going through these old fangos is because Doctor Cyclops is the reason that I oh, do what I do. He was awesome. my uh, that segment was always the first thing I read. Me then too. I would read the letters. And then for whatever reason, I would read the magazine backwards. I don't know why. I would, go, I would start in the back and move forward. But the first thing I always read was the video I have Dr. Cyclops. And yeah. that segment is the sole reason I ever started writing reviews um, when I wrote for the, the paper. Um, and then just kind of, it, you know, morphed over the years into doing podcasts. But I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for that. I think a lot of YouTube people doing movie reviews wouldn't be doing if it wasn't for that either. Like if we look at how it went from cable television, as Jamie's saying, to now it's YouTube and social media. Like everyone has a movie review channel, I feel. And and that's fine. 
Um, but yeah, I think you make a really good point, Jamie. And I think that was also just captured at that pop culture in history, right? Like that was a time where people wanted to hear people talking about movies and now everyone talks about movies. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it would be bizarre now if yeah. you had, if sneak previews was a TV show. Yeah. You wouldn't, it would be a YouTube. Yeah. 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 Right. You what know, a weird thought. Yeah. I, didn't tr- <laughs> I didn't trust the critics back then and I don't trust the YouTubers today. Brandon's okay. a YouTuber. He doesn't even trust himself. I don't know. I don't know my own taste. I, nobody can figure out my taste. If no somebody can, can figure out my taste for me in no. films. Well, lean in and let me give you a lick. <laughs> Unless it's the invitation, it's not a good movie. Salty. <laughs> Salty. The, the only way they bring it back is uh, if they do the undead version and they're both zombies. Uh, I'd watch I that. I would watch that. Yeah. Indeed. Zombie Siskel and Ebert. Sure. Yeah. Watch them drool and stuff occasionally. They only right. review Rob Zombie films too. Like it, it, it yes. the whole thing. <laughs> oh, they would be huge fans of Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, we better get into uh, into the movie, huh? Sorry, I got right. rinsed a few times. I uh, sorry, Brandon. To, to, I had to move like five times because uh, I was getting bad reception, and then there was noise. So I, I just been universally wrenched. Now oh, under the movie. Where are you, where are you now? <laughs> I back where I was. He's at the neighbor's house now. I should have never door. moved. Yeah. Uh, you mo- should have just come over here. You could have right. podcast from here. Uh, all right. Take yeah. it easy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's jealous. He's like, I want Christian to come to my house. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christian? He didn't. He never invited me or Dave onto TGIF 13, but he invites Heather on after knowing her for like. That's because I'm a better podcaster than you, Brendan. That's. I'm not oh. denying that. <laughs> I knew I was going to hear this at some point. Yeah, I told that. And Dave's too busy fighting with VHS people. He doesn't have the time. Fighting? I'm not fighting. That just reminded me, there was a question I was going to ask you when you were talking about the ones that you're keeping and how you might get rid of some of them because uh, you know they're not as meaningful mm-hmm. and you have limited space. Do And then this actually was dropped earlier when you were reading the thing, the letter. Do you have I Spit on Your Grave? Yes, because that is to me one of the most iconic video covers ever from when I was, you know, yep. spinning Who's my ass days. That? Get me more. Yeah. Who's this? <laughs> Sorry. Who's was that? It's not like dice. Or excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, right? Who's that? Uh, Who's that? It wasn't even like something that? else just popped out of the recording. <laughs> Who's this? Women in Horror Month. Oh. <laughs> You should get a creep show copy with heavy mold because I think that would be funny. It would look like a Jordy box. <laughs> You're right. You can be... nah, this creep fucking... mold. Absolutely. Because <laughs> a big mossy cover. All right, yeah, I guess we should. Oh, no, say mod stone, be Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went with that. I mean, that's a little before my time. I went with Harold and Saint Maud. <laughs> oh, that's way before your time. <laughs> I know that's way before my time, but it's also like one of my favorite films. I didn't watch Maud. I don't even know what Harold and Maud is. I thought it was Harold and Maud. Harold and Maud movie. is amazing. Yeah, one of the, it's an amazing movie. But I, oh, is it? What is it? Woody Allen or some shit? No, no. Sounds like a Woody Allen. But it's movie. got Ruth Gordon in it, and she's phenomenal in it. Gordon, Gordon. Don't even bring up Gordon, <laughs> Jamie. <Jimmy. laughs> dead Gordon, <laughs> team Dead lives. Gordon. Yeah, he lives with a broken back. He's got a huge back brace on. <laughs> got one of those scoliosis things that he wears. He could have a little doggy wheelchair. 
They you know, so then they put the dogs in the little wheelchair and they like yeah. Yeah. They zoom around. It's so yeah. Cool to watch them when they... they do that with frogs also when they take off the legs to eat them. <laughs> dog, gay dog, frogs? The gay dog. frogs. Only gay dog. frogs, so. Hey, do you remember? <laughs> hey, restaurants have all these frogs in wheelchairs running around. Hey, the do you kitchen. remember the Dollies for Froggies program? No. No? I thought no. you would get that from uh, George Carlin. Oh, shit. Dollies for Froggies. <laughs> Are they seeing penises and seeing them fuck? Anyway, forget it. It's, we don't have time. <laughs> For another day, for another day. Um. <laughs> All right. St. Maud, uh, written and directed by Rose Glass, who is, in fact, a woman in horror. Your sister. Is it George's sister? George Glass, yeah, it is George Glass. <laughs> they, they, they called me Mrs. Glass. <laughs> oh All right. Follow a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. And you know what? I'll just say it right now. I thought... And I, I, I mean, I know I picked Red State. That was like my pick for like this week that got voted on. But I think it paired up really well dealing with the extremes. Am I not being heard? No, no you're, being, was, you're being heard. Just no one agrees. Oh, no, 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 I, I saw Dave <laughs> point. I saw Dave pointing like maybe something was wrong. I'm right? pointing because I was going to say to me, I was going to say this is a B movie. Just saying. We'll see. Oh, it, it's a, oh, uh, a Brandon I, movie. Not oh, a B movie. Heather, what did I tell you? <laughs> what did I tell you, Heather? I'm sorry. It's a B Steve. movie, and he's going to interpret it his way. I know it I, is. You're going to interpret it the way that's going to... Oh, Heather? Randy and I interpreted it the same way. So. <laughs> it's a mind meld. This is not a supernatural film. I'm sorry. No. Can we, it's not. Can we, I'll just say this. For a directorial yeah. debut, it was phen- phenomenal. Uh, the yeah. acting, the cinematography the were... were Great. Score. Like everything. Yeah. Oh, the score was amazing. Everything was I was yeah. like, wow, this checked off so many boxes. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And when I found out after I watched it that it was a, a directorial debut, I was even even higher on it. And when I found out it was a woman, I dropped at a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for he was sure. like, how is she yeah. this good? <laughs> yeah. I raised it a point because I'm like, wow, you could do that? All right, now you're good. <laughs> wow. Good for you. I'll pat you on the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She also did craft services on the film. She made, made good food for the film as well. But that's a more fitting role. I, I was really anticipating this movie. This was the only movie that I was anticipating this year, just based on the feedback I heard last year. It seemed like it would be up my alley. And it was I told my wife before I watched it last night, I said, This is the only movie that I am anticipating for 2021. And I wanted you to know that. And going in, that was that was my feeling going in. And and I enjoyed it. And that's all I'm going to say at the moment. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I, you know, I've been hearing some mixed reviews and stuff. And I do watch trailers. I think I watched this trailer. I didn't remember much from it. But I just remember reading about it and, and just seeing the, the still images, you know, on the Internet. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not going to be my type of film. And not, in, not because of the interpretation. I just felt like, oh, it's going to be a slow burn and stuff like that. And it's going to take forever to get somewhere. But this this really works well, given the fact it, it did drag for a little bit for the first 30 minutes. For the first 30 minutes, I felt like it took a while to get going. But being an hour and 20 minutes, once it got going, once Maud arrives at her new post and finds her new calling and stuff, it really took me in. And I really I enjoyed that last 50 minutes of the movie immensely. And I drew a lot of interpretation, my own interpretation from it, which I think Dave is going to disagree with. But here's the funny thing. Check it though. Even if I disagree with it, if I do disagree with it, 
then this is then it's not a horror movie. And if I agree with yours, it is a horror movie. How about that? So if I, if I take mine and I go this way, then it's really not horror. But it, it, but the way you are going to take it and the way you always take it, it's 100% horror. It's somebody okay. that like would... okay, look at it. I, I can't get into spoilers, but what, okay, all I'm going to yeah. say is or if something that, yeah. is being done to you a certain way, as in mentally, mm-hmm. that to me and, and the resulting actions, that to me is more horror than somebody that – how can I say this without spoiling it? Um, yeah, it's hard to... Somebody giving me a mission on behalf of someone else and me executing that mission and, and mission over and movie over. Then that's not really okay. horror at all. That's just um, no different than... It's Mission Impossible. I don't know. I, I had to get into spoilers. Only not as exciting. <laughs> mission Impossible. Yeah. It's hard to describe what you're saying without spoilers, Dave. That's true. Right. Maybe we can do it after the thing. Yeah, I, I think I get what you're hinting at, though, from seeing Right. That. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's just like, okay, this is good. This is evil. This is what you have to do. Go here. Do this. Boom. Mission accomplished. Move over. That, that's really not horror. It's 30 seconds of horror is, what you, is where it's taken somewhere. But if I you do, take it from B's perspective, yeah. which I know he's going to go to, it's definitely somebody being tormented throughout the whole movie. And to me, that goes more along the lines of horror. But whatever, yeah. I don't want well, to. Be- I think they do a great job of exploring Maud's character, and you learn the truth about her. And she's lived her life in two extremes, whether it's yeah. you know this hedonistic lifestyle, you know slumming it around, sleeping with everyone, drinking, doing, doing drugs, yeah. yeah, and just sort of being this non-believer to this overly fanatical religious person. She just lived in two extremes that, when both extremes sort of abandon her, don't work out for her. You know, it's sort of like a breaking point for her, especially like when she gets fired by Amanda after, you know, Amanda uh, humiliates her and mocks her and then she slaps her and all that. It's a slap. Oh, man. I was off the couch. I was like, what? (laughs) Jamie felt that slap. She's like, oh, it was fucking hard. It was a hit. Yeah. Yeah, Well, she slapped Amanda, not the other way around. That's right. But uh, but after that, you know, she just felt lost. It's like she's been abandoned by one she's been abandoned by another she tries to revert back to the other you know what happens happens you know well, that, scene, that scene is oh, very yeah. i feel bad for her that sequence when she starts she's sitting there by herself and she just starts laughing to try to connect with that table beside her yeah and she's yeah. almost it's given up at sad. that point even when she goes home with that guy i mean she 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 lets that guy rape her she says no but then she doesn't even bother like putting up a fight she's just like she's done at that point you know what yeah, this reminds she's me? She's very of? disconnected from everything. She was relying on different things as sources of coping. Yeah. And those coping sources eventually there's one that she relies on heavily and at the end, right? And the outcome is what it is. There's I hate one cryptic thing. reviews. I don't yeah, like okay, spoiler well, reviews. I really okay, don't. Fuck it then. Let's say a thing uh, each and then move on and, and roll the credits and then we go to spoiler after, like I said earlier. That's fine. Well, no, I, I just it it's I think we've all I don't actually know if Jamie has, has weighed in other she than the slap. Like she's like, I don't want to. I don't know if she, if she wants to wait those spoilers, but I'd like to get her take on it as well. I know what your final rating is because I saw Brian spoiled it for all of us. But I yeah, want to know. Yeah, it's get off okay. the feed. I mean, what get off the feed? <laughs> but um, ultimately, obviously, you you really enjoyed it. But um, I feel like you've been quiet, so I, I I'll, we'll give you the floor for a bit. 
And as you're talking, what? You just say quiet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Did I not finish my work? He's impersonating what you've been. Quiet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I did. I um, I, I don't know. I do that sometimes, and it's because I don't want to step on people when they're talking. But uh, over, you know, yeah, I loved it. I, I'll go ahead and spoil my my rating right there. I, I loved this film. I was moved by it, and. I'm really, I'm really affected by films that make you feel uncomfortable. And I always feel uncomfortable whenever someone is acting um, not quite right in a situation. So like when Maude's friend came to visit her and she's staring out the window and her friend is just going on and on and on. And I'm, I'm over here going, fucking say something. You're looking like a weirdo. Like it, <laughs> it makes me really, really uncomfortable when people act odd in social situations. And I kind of get the same feeling f- that I got from Killing of a Sacred Deer as far as oh. discomfort goes. And I'm really susceptible to those feelings. Like it, Movies like that will just dig into my gut. This one planted itself very early on and then did not move. And it, uh, I mean, didn't move away out of my gut. It was there. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I thoroughly... And, and I knew I would. I'd been waiting for this film. I was pissed off that the UK got it so long ago. And I've been waiting for an American release. Um, we're also supposed to be talking about it on the A24 show. Coming nice. Up. Fuck the um, Brits. Let's, let's gay bomb them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think that's, I, I don't think you need to. They're British. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, did anyone else think that Jennifer L.A. looked like Meryl Streep? I was I was going to bring it up, Meryl Streep. It was uh, I thought they were going for that look. I thought the exact God, same insane. thing for, for the. Yeah. I thought it was her. I was yeah. like, how the fuck is Meryl Streep in this movie? Like, what? How did they get that? Like, how'd they do yeah. that? And then I looked at her closely. I was like, no, she's younger than that. But she seriously looked so much like Meryl Streep. Yep. And Agreed. her performance was. Fantastic. Her performance. You know what? Like that was maybe one of the issues with me is like I was almost more intrigued by her character by Amanda's character mm-hmm. than like. Her perspective on dying and, and hearing, you know, hearing somebody spouting off all this, you know, religion and God is with you and God wouldn't waste your pain and stuff like that. And and, and her perspective that I'm glad I'm glad it went where it did because, you know, characters came back into it because once, you know, she got fired. I'm like, ah, that sucks. I want to see her again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Any scene with her in it. I, I yeah. Yeah. They're they they're. Their speeches, to you know, their um, dialogue together was fantastic. I, I thought the scenes of Maud, and usually I don't like just scenes that feel like, oh, why are you doing this? It feel like filler. But her scenes of, like, having this euphoric sort of sense of God feeling where she would, like, pass out and, you know, have chills, look like she was having an orgasm. Like, it I was just thought straight those... up ecstasy. Yeah. I mean, I... The, like, the true definition of yeah. the word ecstasy. I thought those were well done. Really well done. You know... There's one movie and one performance that this reminds me of, and I I, I don't know if anybody, no one else has brought up. I was going to ask if I, I was reminded of this actress and this performance from another horror movie the whole time as I was watching. In 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 retrospect, after watching this movie, if I could pair it with another movie, there's another movie I would have paired with it that I thought would have been a perfect pairing. Does anybody, can anybody guess what it is? Emily yes. Rose. Thank May. you, May. Thank you, one hundred percent. I knew, I knew yeah. you were going there. Her social, yeah, her social awkward. I could, I could even see if this movie was made ten years ago. Angela Bettis in the same fucking role. 
doing everything oh, exactly. Yes, yeah, she would have killed that role. Yeah. Her awkwardness, the way she was acting, everything. I was even expecting it to turn to me. When her, when her friend came and visited her, the scene you were sp- speaking about before, I thought the movie was, and I was almost going to be disappointed. I'm like, okay, so now this is just going to become May, and she's just going to do what May did in the fucking third act in that movie. And it, it didn't worked. happen. It, it took place happen. in April, so it just wouldn't have, the transition would have <laughs> yeah. been off. Waka waka. And the girl's oh, no. name was June. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't June in this movie, wasn't there? No, she was oh, Joy. No, no. Joy. <laughs> no, June. Yeah, okay. Joy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And I, I did enjoy the movie. And I think we should just kind of say our goodbyes and um, do everything on the other side. Unless there's something that we can add that's not. Sounds like we're all Real recommend. Quick. Sorry. Oh, I, I just was going to. I'm sorry. No. I was just oh. going to say. What are you, a I Canadian? The person that would have, that could have nailed, <laughs> that could have nailed this what is Dakota Johnson. Going off of her performance in Suspiria, I think that she would have been really good in this role. I think Don Johnson would have been good in it. Don Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he can do just about anything. So, hey, that's funny. That's true. He, he made Dakota. <laughs> so he can do just about anything. So is it safe to say we all recommend at least giving this a shot? Um, I'm not as high in art as you guys are. That's why I've been so quiet. Um, I think it's a very well-made film. I think it was written beautifully. I have some issues with the themes that were used here. I don't think they were either one were used well. But I think if you enjoy twenty-four films and you enjoy things like uh, the build-up of something like Black Coat's Daughter, you'll enjoy this. But know that walking into this, that this is something that you're really going to have to pay attention to. Um, it's not a light watch. <laughs> it is a heavy watch. And I would just want to give that caveat before somebody, before recommending it to someone. I think this I, is going to be someone, you have to like a specific type of taste I think personally that's, to that's enjoy smart. this. The, yeah, yeah. You, good call, Heather. Because you're, you're a horror fan who does not like stuff like this anyway. If all you're after in horror is fun and gore. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that that's not valued. You know, that some people only like fun and gore. Some people yep. like other things, you know, but if you're the type of person that goes to horror strictly because you like blood and you just want to have a good time with it, then you're probably not going to like this film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, we'll see uh, you guys on the other side of the, uh, <laughs> of the outro. We'll say goodbye for now. And, uh, and we'll have a spoiler oh, I, review just to make sure everybody realizes spoilers coming up. Yeah, stick around. Stick around. If not, we'll see you guys on show 130. And um, you guys want to plug something before you go? 135. Yeah. 35. There you go. <laughs> issue. So issue 135. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, listen to Friday Nightmares. Dave always promotes us, and Dave is a great listener, and we're going to have Dave on our show. So we're so excited to have Dave on there. Um, That's Friday Nightmares podcast. You can find us under the Kill the the Cast banner on Legion, and I've just started a new uh, podcast uh, called The Slumber Party Massacre with... uh, Oh, with yeah, Lacey and, and Rebecca and Carly, and it's it's pretty big jokes. So uh, we recorded our first episode. Lacey's in the process of editing. It should be released soon. That will be a monthly podcast for our, however long we're able to to manage that for. So one um, episode. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're thinking. <laughs> a, but it will be a hell of an episode. Christian. It's a one episode fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Jamie, do you have anything, even though you're like kind of out of the game, but is there anything nope. you got coming up? Nope. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to be on Exploding Heads 
Oh, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, if, if you're listening, if you've gotten this far, you know that already. Um, and uh, uh, we do have two more A24 shows coming up on the podcast under the stairs that I'm. That would be A48 shows. Taking part, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay. And, I, and I would like to uh, plug my phone in and charge it. <laughs> wow. Almost there, buddy. Thank God. I, I might even cut that joke out. So, yeah. See you guys. Episode 135. We're going to be doing the Annabelle trilogy, and we are going to have special guests again. So thank you, and see hopefully a lot of you on the flip side. Manchishi, manchishi. question and it just <laughs> dawned on me now as i'm looking at my notes when amanda gives uh maud the william blake book and, and they talk about how he believed that organized religion was a uh distortion of true spiritual life do you think she gave that to her on purpose like yeah. amanda yeah yeah 100 percent. Yeah. okay oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah Yep. It was okay. kind of funny because when she handed it to her, or, well, like when we see what it is, Brian goes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah. Yeah, obviously her, she's, you know, trying to save her soul. And at the same time, Amanda's trying to save her. <laughs> so that's... I think unfortunately what she does, I think she goes about it in all the wrong ways. Trying to uh, her because she even says, you like, I, I don't mean to be cruel. But you're a lovely young girl. I want you to have fun while you can. I want yeah. you to loosen up. I want you to, you know, she, but unfortunately she approaches it from very <laughs> wrong directions. Like when she, the, like when she plays along with her and says that she feels the spirit, when she signs the book over to her, she actually says my savior and gives it wings. Like, you know, she's, she's being cruel. under the impression that yeah. she is on board with her. Yeah, but she's and being cruel. So it's not, that's not really a good way to approach that if you're trying to get someone to see that what they're doing is uh, outrageous in any way. Yeah. I think she would have kept it up, though. I don't think she would have broke character or been mean or said anything. I think when they when they had that party, and what, what's that girl's name? Uh, hold on. Carol? The one, the yeah. One yeah. I think Carol told her what you know, what Maud said to her oh, and therefore that, that got the ball rolling. So she's like, well, she's going to try to tell you and me what to do and this and that. Well, I'm going to turn she it on her self-righteous ass. Yeah. Her, you know attitude, I mean? that, her attitude towards her changed after, right. you know, after Carol disappeared, she knew Maud had something to do with it. Yep. And I don't, I'm not condoning it, but I understand why somebody yeah. that that's just the reason behind it. Especially since she doesn't have long to live. She's trying to enjoy her life. Carol brings her happiness and here's this, self-righteous nurse who's you know trying to save her with god when she doesn't believe in that Maud was the prime example of someone who's born again and goes balls deep with it mm -hmm. and i think we've all known people that mm -hmm. find religion and everything they do is about that and i do yep. think that amanda thought Maud was because some people who are overly religious others will look at them like they're stupid and that they're under control by something else 
And I thought the dialogue between the two was very good. I, I really think the writing of this movie was phenomenal. And the relationship between her and Amanda was the highlight for me. Um, yeah. Personally. Yeah. I And um, where this movie lost me was the ending. I where, felt wait, like they tried too much the to The beach dance. ending? Sorry, Heather. Yeah. Okay. The beach ending, yeah. I, I felt like this movie danced too much between dependencies. There was an over-dependency on you know, living your best life and drinking and partying and that's going to take away the pain. And then there was this over-dependency on religion and she was trying to treat a mental health issue and neither one were doing it. And at the end, her mental health issue won. And I just found that not enjoyable for me. I could see why other people like that storyline. I just personally didn't enjoy it. Well, the only reason why I'm a little bit more forgiving is I feel like, I feel like they tiptoed the mental mental illness really well because I almost feel like before she there was no, times where she's convulsing on the floor and yeah well that's after she found God don't forget mm-hmm. this is only a year she found God I have a feeling that in her life as a nurse in the hospital and in her life as a partier and living her best life as you say I don't think she was that mentally ill when she's self harming even when you see the cuts on her stomach and you see her burn herself. My I, my feeling is that all that took place after she found God. But you can argue that drinking and excessively partying and going home with different men and allowing yourself to be taken advantage of is self-harming. Like, that may be a version of self-harming as well. Like, I hear you, but to dive that deep into not being – like, Christian said it beautifully. She's sitting at the table, and she so badly wants to be included, and she's not. And she gives a guy a fucking hand job in the bar to try to get him to like her – and he basically gets a good her off like a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> she's, like she's got you know. some issues, but I think they're further exacerbated mm-hmm. by her fanatic religion. I don't think it's as severe beforehand. I think if she's not born again, if this person didn't die in the hospital, probably because she was either drunk or hung over or whatever. When and she, you know, they talk about you know she didn't do a great job, re, you know, resuscitating that image of her cracking the the chest Ooh. oh my god i really do oh, think yeah. I, I, and i don't want to simple oversimplify it but i uh, for lack of a bit they draw a line in the sand that uh, religion is mental illness uh in this mm-hmm. uh I, I mean i think they directly by even just showcasing it and uh, that those that last shot that end scene is, is really you're right heather you say eight one and ultimately, I think it, it's just spiraling down. Like there's that whole sequence where she comes back and she says, there's nothing. Is it Rebecca? Again, I'm, the Meryl Streep look like uh, there's there's nothing. There's nothing Amanda. out there. Amanda. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I always do this. There, there, you've got nothing to look forward to, like almost like kind of cr- to crush her. Uh, but ulti- she's too far gone at that point. But no, but I think she, her death is almost seen as, as a victory for her because she's done her task and now it's time to move on because God even says you're only here to, when she hears the voice, what she thinks is God, which sounds very menacing, which is open to interpretation, who's really speaking to her. Um, I think she takes that as, okay, I've played around enough here. My, my mission is complete. It's time for me to be a, a, a grand sacrifice and move on to a higher plane. What I love about that last shot is that we see when she first does the immolation, we yeah. see what her initial, what she is sees this as, as yes, is like this, this grand, basically she's moving herself into sainthood, you know, yeah. she's, mm-hmm. she's martyring herself. 
so that she can then truly become Saint Maud. And then you see the beach reaction of the people. But then, and and of course, and it when you're getting just that view, it's like you know ah oh, you know. And but then, then the in the very last, yep. the very last frame, you just... get the screaming and the real yeah. flames. Well, and they're not, but I mean, you know what I mean. Um, and that right there, I think, is the Reality. moment when yeah. not only we see what's actually happening to her versus what she sees, but I think she might too. I agree yeah. with you, Jamie. At the I moment think she when, gets, it's, uh, yeah. when it's too late. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then Damn. she's like, fuck, what have I done? You know? Yeah. Uh, and um, a, a movie that I thought about while I was watching this and I think would honestly pair very well with it, but just as a polar opposite, is Black Coat's Daughter. And yeah, it's wow. because of the themes of loneliness. You're so incredibly lonely. And Amanda says she was such a lonely girl. And it's true. She's so incredibly lonely. She goes from one extreme to the other, just trying to fill this void, mm-hmm. trying to fill this emptiness. If she fills it with partying, that doesn't work. So she fills it with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, nothing is working. You know, she's mm-hmm. ultimately incredibly unhappy. But like in Black Coat's Daughter, she was so incredibly lonely. She would rather be fucking possessed than, yeah. than be alone. And I think that those that theme of loneliness carries through both of them very well. And honestly, I think those two films would work really well. Together. That's a good point. Yeah, the, it's, yeah. a good point. It's, it's a loneliness thing that, yeah. that seems to drive her. And that's why I feel like like the mental illness, even though even though it's there... It's almost as if she's just a product of just living a poor life. It's not like she's having a psychotic break. If she had started killing people, like Dave said, and she had gone all May, I probably would hate this film. I'd be like, oh, here's a girl who's, you know, a little depressed, you know, because everybody's let her down in her life. She's living two extremes, and every she's being let down on both ends, and now she just starts killing people all over the place. When really her mission, because she talks about it very early on, you know, she's just saves souls. God in, in the, yeah, she's like, show me my true purpose, God. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, well, and, and that's it, the thing is, she's, and I actually popped when she said that in the very beginning of the film. That was for you, Dave. Uh, in the very uh, <laughs> beginning of the film, when she says, I've always had a feeling that you had something bigger in mind for me. I've yeah. always, you know, she's always felt that her life should mean something more. At some point in our life, don't we all? Like, don't you, mm-hmm. I mean, Brian and I had this really deep conversation a couple weeks ago where we just were going down this rabbit hole. And I'm like, I'm like, you do realize that I could cause can a cause. I could cure cancer right now. <laughs> I could cause cancer. I could cure cancer right now. And in a few decades, I'm going to be dead. It will, it will ultimately mean nothing to me. Now it would mean things to generations going on, but even those generations would eventually die off. Ultimately, yep. It really means nothing. Nothing we do means anything lasting. I, I don't know if I agree with that, Jamie, because historically when people do monumental things, people are remembered and they're talked about and they're they praised. Like, look at Martin and, Luther King. They, you know, no, like, no, they are. Yeah. But then those people die. And then those people that remember them die. And those people that remember them die. And they, yes, their memory carries on, but not with the mm. same people. What I'm saying is, oh, too, so it passes on, is what you're. It okay. passes on, okay. but I remember Martin Luther King. But when I'm dead, that will mean nothing to me. I had a dream about him. So ultimately, <laughs> it doesn't last. Too soon. <laughs> yes, Brandon, we heard your joke. It was funny. No, I said, I, no, I said <laughs> I too soon. I said too soon. <laughs> but, I'm with you, though. <laughs> 
That's my attitude about everything. We're no different than the spiders. We're born, we live, we die. If you take it too seriously, then that's your business. But that's just my whole attitude about it all. I, I don't. That's it. We're just. We're just. We're no. We're no different or better than spiders. We're yeah, here. We live. And we die. Maud. That's it. Really felt like her life should mean something more. Like it. Like it. It. I can't possibly be here to just perform these tasks and then die. That it, there has to be more than that. But. Mm. Ultimately, there isn't. It's sad. It's definitely sad. I do. Li- I do like the, the. I think it's clever that she had her saint be Mary Magdalene. If you know anything about that, it, it completely fits in to you know what happened with her. That that's, that's a good choice. Good. Yeah. yeah. Journey. I actually yeah. had to look that up. Obviously, being Jewish, I, yeah. I was like, all right, let me look up Mary Magdalene. I actually did a little research. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, wow. And then I had the same reaction that the girl had when she says. She goes, that, that's a saint. She goes, no, I had it ordered online. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes sense, because I, I know that Mary Magdalene was was not a saint. Obviously, literally and figuratively, or whatever you want to call it. You but, think you think the uh, the meaning of every time the flashback to the hospital of her seeing, like, it looks like a roach crawling on the scene. Is that yeah, just, I don't know what that is. Is that just viewing, like, the rest of the world as roaches, like, just the way just the way we are? Insignificant? Same thing like and, I was Yeah, insignificant. Huh. Maybe. I didn't. I, I didn't get that, but I didn't go down that that path that Jamie did. So I, I think it, you could absolutely if that's the interpretation. Man, I was I mean, so into it. Just first half. stop and think sometimes about all of the the millions of people that have come and gone, and of those millions of people, a handful of people have left a permanent stamp. But you've got um, or pictures. Uh, people like say from the medieval times, they were born, they did their farming, they died. And no one knows anything about them. No one knows. I, I oh. mean, it's like they never existed. Jamie, you should be a motivational speaker. I know, but my point is, <laughs> and my point is ultimately, cosmically, no, and this is out. and this is the whole premise of Lovecraft. Really, is that cosmically we're incredibly insignificant. We don't matter, and nothing. I see that as a positive, though, matters, not a negative. You know, and honestly, I just live my life, and uh, because. What matters is what what we do when we're here, yeah. And so I try to do I try to live my best life when I'm here. I, I agree, we're love. less important yeah. than we think we are. Oh, it, oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I had to step I had to step away, but I of course came back for that. She will be remembered, but for nothing that she wants to be remembered for. Uh, she'll be remembered yeah. as the woman who set herself on fire on the beach, uh, that as that last that very last that very last frame shows you. Mm-hmm. And I think. Again, and I always say this: like, would the movie have been better? I don't. I, I love that. I love that shot. I love that shot. But would it have left? Because to me, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but the way I interpret it, that is that it was. It's total mental illness. There's no other right, way to read this, and that was that's the actual vision that is left. Not her with a halo and and, and the and the angel wings and everybody bowing to her, but her engulfed in flames. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think that's the only way you can interpret it. I think everything you see, angelic, you know, the levitation, the, the wings she sees, the wings in the clouds, everything at that point is just a, a break from reality and what she wants to see. And it, Amanda even says it to her earlier in the film, because when, when she has to come back early in the film to take care of Amanda when she gets too drunk, she says, do you, do you recognize that he's wearing, pl- that he has plugs? That's not his real yeah. hair? And she's like, I didn't notice. And Amanda says... Really? People see what they want to. And by the end of the film, 
Maud is seeing what she wants to. Yeah, it's it, it just it's, it's yeah. really well done it's that a, way. That's that is a fantastic way. I mean, well, yeah. Dave, you you alluded to see say seeing it one way makes it horror. Seen it another way does not. I again, admittedly, I had to step aside to to buy me some more time here, so I was gone for about five minutes. So I don't know if you touched upon that or not. No, let me say not. this: the Brandon experience, the Brandon reading of it, the typical B. Um, this time I'm on board with it. Okay. Yeah. But once again, it, it makes the movie not as fun. Uh, it's more fun for me to think that, oh my, this is cool, that God came in, grabbed this person, did this, they killed the demon, and their mission is over. To me, that's a better story. Uh, and I enjoy it more when they have supernatural elements in it. That's why I try not to go down that road. But I have to be honest with myself. When I watch the movie and at the end, I do interpret it the Brandon way. But what I'm saying is this. If you interpret it supernaturally, it's just a regular movie. The girl gets an assignment from God, goes and visits this person. This person shows that they're actually a demon in disguise. She kills that demon. Movie's over. That's really not horror except for those freaking 30 seconds. But if you interpret sure, it the other powerful way. powerful 30 seconds. Holy oh, shit. In fuck, that is the wow moment of the fucking year. I don't think anything's going to. I did not expect that. One hour and it blew me. Like, she does that? Dude. When she starts, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. jumped out of my She's seat. Been laughing at first. I jumped out <laughs> further out of my seat than Jamie jumped out when the slap happened. <laughs> I did too. I, I jumped. Yeah. It Dude. blew my socks. It blew <laughs> my socks clean off my feet. I still haven't found that pair. Yeah. You just blew my socks off. <laughs> it's funny when we were watching this. Brian's like, you know, he's like, this is a really good movie. He's like, it's really good, but it's not horror. And I was like, give it a minute. I was like, just give it time. I, 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 and, I, and I'm like, remember what you said about Rent-A-Pal? You know, because we were watching the film. He's like, damn, this is a really good movie, but it's not a horror film. And then like in the last 10 minutes, it just been turns you on its head. Rent-A-Pal. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, and I was like, just give it a minute. And I'll say maybe five minutes later, she goes into the bedroom and then like, and then, like that whole scene happens. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's the presentation, the the score that Brandon brought up earlier earlier as well, which I thoroughly agree with. It, it's that score is haunting throughout, like you're it's an unsettling feeling throughout. This to me actually plays out more horror than Red State did. Yes, I agree with that. True, true. I agree with that. I would I would agree with that. I mean, what, again, they're I mean, both. Red scary. State is a very realistic horror. I would oh, like Red State more now. I'm thinking if it was, if it, it was, you know, what you said, if it was God who came down. I always want that ending. It's fucking scary. I want that ending cool. for Red State now, or whatever the yeah. the original ending was supposed to be. But, but so these movies are it, but... these no movies are successful by by juggling that, by juggling that idea of is it in the head, is it not, and and leaving that up for interpretation. Um, but I do think that this one does, like I said, draw a line. I, I mean, I think it. It doesn't just give us hints. I think by showing us that final shot of her engulfed in flames, I, I really believe it just it gives you the answer. And again, yeah. maybe, like maybe that's again just my interpretation of it. But I think it's straight out saying, "Nope, crazy." No, she's a skeleton on fire. God, <laughs> yeah, she couldn't. And you know she couldn't. Sad is that. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, you go. To me, sorry, like the go. ultimate sadness of this is that people who witnessed that. And then, you know, you said earlier that she's going to be remembered as that crazy bitch who, who set herself on fire on the beach. Yeah. When they go to her apartment, or like her flat, when they go, they're going to see all of this religious iconography. They're going to see this whole altar, the, the shrine uh, set up, and they're going to go, yep, she was a nut. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's, and that's as far as that's going to go. 
but the, the sad thing is, is there was so much more going on with her and no one will ever know that. No one will ever understand what she was battling with internally yeah. because they'll just say, oh, religious nut and write it off. You know, I think that is sad because basically she went through this battle and she was completely alone. And, and that's the thing about suicide. Even if even if she didn't have that 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 iconography at her place, I recently had a family member commit suicide, and my brother and I were having a discussion afterwards and saying, "This is the thing: when someone commits suicide, no matter what age they are, any time you think of them from now until the end of time, it's gonna they're always gonna be remembered for that." And you could say you're not gonna do it, but you can think about a good moment. You can watch an old home video. You could do anything. And for a second or two, you can look at that and go, yeah, that was a good time or this is that. And you could leave the good, but then you're going to be like, man, what the fuck? It's going to be your final thought. They did that. Yeah. And for yeah. they're always going to, that, that's something about mortality. Like we were saying before, I, I said, you know, we, we were born, we live and we die. But that's one thing that happens. And the people that, that follow them, that stay around, they're always going to remember that, that that's how their life ended. That's their footprint. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's their footprint. It's very yeah. sad. That's and every sentence by. you think about yeah. them is going to be punctuated by that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, remember that time we went to the, you know, we were on the right. Ferris wheel and he puked and that was hilarious. And then he committed suicide. Like, in your brain, it's going to always end mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've had people around me that have done it. And it, it happens and it sucks. And even religion. It's, the thing about this, it's sad when it ends this way. And other times somebody does find religion and whether you want to believe in it or not is one thing and whether there is a God or not is, a whole, is another thing. But at the end of the day, if somebody does find religion and it makes them a better person and, and they don't become preachy and whatever it is, I like seeing it. It's a joyful thing. Like in the beginning, the first half of this movie, when she feels that she's giving something, she goes to save a soul. That's something special. Even if the other person is an atheist or whatever, but if the other person feels like they've received something from this person and she feels she's done something to her and it has a happy ending and she never comes clean with her or or whatever it is. What's that? Love a good happy ending. I do too. And in real life. Yes. (laughs) Oh, always in real life. In real life, of course. In the movies, no, but this does happen in real life. And when it does happen, it's nice. It's, it's I'm not saying even if you don't agree with somebody's religion, if they're not hurting anybody, then 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 have at it. Yeah. No, ultimately, I think I I don't really care what anyone believes if it makes them happy. And um, my big thing is just don't try to force your beliefs on other people. And Amen. so if yeah. you have beliefs that keep you happy, and something that you can lean on, I think that's a good thing. I. I'm I'm glad for you that you have that. Yeah, I think she was religious not for the sake of her own development, but for the sake of how she looked to others. And that was martyring at the end to kill herself on a beach, lighting herself on fire was to get that attention and that last acknowledgement from others. Yeah. And there's there's a difference because I yeah. I became religious as I got older. So I'm I I quite believe in God. I have a very strong I don't talk about it with a lot of people. I've only mentioned it recently to Brandon. But I don't go around and tell their people well, that's what why he believe in, nor you. do I feel the need yeah, that's why. Um and that's I don't feel the need to show off about it. And I think that's a difference right. in this film. She was looking for recognition of that to be like, look how good I am. You know, and right. that's why she so badly wanted to get Amanda to change her ways. Because she wanted that hero belief look at me i'm the one that solved all these problems right i think it's right well said but but i think it switched a little bit at the end because when she hears the voice of god and it sounds all black philip like it's very devilish what language is that a real language or something it sounds like some out of star wars doesn't even sound like a real it's goat it's goat (laughs) is black philip goat 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's very devilish. And it's talking about, you know, completing your last task. And she says, what is it or something? And it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And, and you know, it's, it's basically always... said, yeah, you've always known. It's, it's like it's not really revealed to her. So she doesn't really know what it is. She thinks she always thought it was to save Amanda, but in the end, she feels it was to destroy her because obviously at this point she's completely lost. And Amanda reveals herself as a demon. She kills her, and then it's time to move on to a to sainthood. Well, yeah, mean, but in her then, mind, she, she is saving like her. She, she saved her exactly. Right. That's yeah. what I was gonna say, Dave. It, well, she yeah. saved her by destroying her. Right. Uh, and, yeah. But she still completed what she set out to complete in her mind. She saved her soul. Yeah. 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 Did we discuss this? I mean, we discussed the sex scene, but there, I think there's another sequence where she's masturbating to try. It seems like she's trying to experience the same feeling as Jesus, uh, as that God over overtaking her body, but yeah, it, like stops as if it's a, it's failed. Am I, am I crazy? Isn't there a sequence? Like that? Yeah, I think there is. Is it? For, I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I probably like, if two of if two of you remember. Well, no, I remember her falling to the floor and doing it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. but then, there was, are but you thinking of the scene where she's on the bed? She's by herself on the bed. Like you see these kind of images of what looks like sensual touching, and then it wakes up to just her laying across the bed, Christian. I believe so. But she, was she, okay. se- she wasn't she sex- essentially touching herself? I I thought <laughs> it was her and Amanda that were engaging in affectionate touches, but I I could be wrong. Okay. I get. I guess my my point was like I feel like she was trying to find, a, find a, a way to mimic that feeling, and it was failed. And so then she goes the sexual route, and then that's failed, and nothing can nothing can seem to to give her this feeling other than God. I again, just another layer. Whether right or wrong, I just I for whatever reason I'm gonna have to rewatch this. And it's gonna have to be rewatched sure. anyway because I'm on the cusp of of of. An exploding head, and I don't know if I give it a full exploding head or the very high of a half. But I, I've, I very much enjoyed it. I think I went to the full, yeah, a three quarter exploding head. Thank you, Jamie. (laughs) High the half. Uh, uh, The reason I think I would lean towards the full is again, the weight I am. I'm going to give that one extra half point. I think to the fact that it was a directorial debut. And mm. I think she did a fantastic job here. Mm-hmm. I think just from the performances she got from these these actresses or everybody in the in the movie, the 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 cinematography in it, the script as you talked about, Heather. Well, everybody talked about the script, but yeah. just all everything together. I mean, really, that's what you want. Like, I would be so proud. The downfall is I don't want to call it a masterpiece because I would hate to set her up for failure. Imagine that being your first movie and you're told it's a masterpiece, a masterpiece, a masterpiece. You're always going to feel like you have to. You're in a shadow already. So it's a I damn good it's a movie. Masterpiece. No, it's I not. Know. But but it, it's a damn good movie. I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. But you're right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a half head explosion. I really thought I was going to hate this movie, but I like what she did with the characters because, like Heather, like I thought it was just going to be all straight up mental illness. And I'm as much as I like a good mental illness film, <laughs> I like a good mental illness film. Not any mental illness film. And I feel like they portray it too exaggerated and they almost glamorize it today. And it's just not what it is. Indeed. And I think this, like I said, I felt like even though she was definitely unwell, there were at least no scenes of her swallowing pills and doing all this. It wasn't like she was diagnosed with it. It wasn't like she's walking around, I'm bipolar, I'm this, you know, and, and, and stigmatizing 
specific diagnoses. She was completely... She was stigmatizing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so, you know, I just, I I really thought this director did a really good job of balancing those things, and uh, I love... I just really loved all the performances and the score, and especially the second half of the film. So I'm in the half head rating for first view. You know, I thought I was going to be a full head. I was hoping to be a full head going in, and I and I was not. I wow. was a half. Head. I, I I do want to watch it again, especially based on some of the stuff in this discussion. But I thought I was going to like it a lot more. I was really jazzed up to see it. At the end, it's a pretty good movie. I just don't at this point. I, I thought I'd be higher coming in. I did. I did like it. I just, I don't know. Here, this is a question I have. I don't. Again, I didn't have uh, subtitles on this movie, and it kind of hurt the experience a little bit. Again, because, and this is a serious question. They live in Coney Island, okay? Yeah. I mean, not. It's not Brooklyn, Coney Island. You know <laughs> it's that. a fake Coney oh, Island. Oh, wait a minute. Rewind. Where is it, Jamie? They're in uh, England. They're in, she's in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? See, that's why I was, that was going to be my statement. I'm like, how come these people are off? in New York? Oh, they're outside London. She even, they and, even say, come back to London. You know that doesn't look like Coney Island. I've never been there. I'm from Buffalo. You've never I'm been to, Co- how are you, how have you never been to Coney Island? It's an eight-hour drive. And when he's it comes from Buffalo. Vacation, he's not from real New York. No, I know, but I surely he's warm. been to the city. No, no, no. If I take a vacation, I go where it's warm. Fuck New York. No, I, no, I'm not saying I'd never want to go there. I'd like to go on a New Year's Eve or something. I just, Americans. I haven't been to Coney Island. So I saw Coney Island a couple of times, and I'm thinking, okay, if they're in New York City, I didn't realize that New York City is, is called the melting pot. How the fuck is nine out of ten people having an accent? And it was bugging me because I'm not good with accents, so I can't understand fucking 25% of the dialogue, and I have no subtitles. English. <laughs> yeah. good plus, it was, plus it was filmed in Oshawa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> okay, so that changes everything. So there's a reason they all had their accents now. Yeah. Full I head. saw Coney Island too. I'm like, wait, they're in New York? And then I'm like, this is not New York. This I thought it was. Is... Yeah. No, I was like, I was like, this is definitely in England. I think it's like a, I think it's supposed to be like a UK knockoff Coney Island, or like a nod to, I'm not saying for the oh. film, I mean in real life, like they have like a Coney Island area. That... Yeah, like, like Paris, Texas. Yeah, so. jamie did this person remind you of anybody we know or used to know i should say what happened to this person happened to somebody you and i used to know they set themselves on fire on the beach (laughs) no i think you're talking about the the religious thing yes oh yeah Um, and i was actually thinking about that yeah starts with an m right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's sad i mean she's happy great but it's just sad that she felt she distanced from everybody. But anyway, whatever. Uh, but it's what I was thinking of when we had that. Anyway, I said it. Half head. So I don't, I don't know why. Ladies did you go say first. yours? I'm sorry. No, ladies didn't go first. We've talked up because Christian. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. By nature. So God we're all damn it, Christian. I always Women in Horror Month. Not Canadians in Horror Month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Unless funny. you're Canadian woman. Canadian in Horror Month. <laughs> I like that. That's I good. just tried to move it along um, is what I was trying to do. I know. I um, wanted to reading, be done six hours ago. Um, yeah, I I watched this twice this week, and I wouldn't have watched it a second time if it wasn't for Brandon liking it so much. Because originally I was at a mild rumble, but I listened to what he had to say, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a rewatch. Explosion. So I definitely am at a half, a half head explosion. <laughs> um, I think it's and really, even though it wasn't my jam personally, I had some. 
some issues just with how things were presented. I can't take away from the film. This is a high quality made film. The acting, the script, the the filming, the directing, you know, it's all there. And whether, and I think it's a piece of art, you know, no matter how you look at art, some people will dig it and some people won't like it as much. But as I said previously, if you enjoy, you know, slow burns like Black Hood's Daughter or, or whatever it may be, I think you'll enjoy this film. Um, so yeah, that's where I stand on it. Awesome. Uh, well, I think I honestly, I think I'm rating it higher than anybody else here. My, it is a full head explosion. I loved this film and I can see it being one like in something like the the vein of like Midsommar or Witch or the the Witch where I the more I watch it the more I just I grow to love it I can see that it would only ever go up in my I also I also like what Brian wrote because I know Brian rated it lower and I saw him say he's not religious and just isn't his type of film and that's how I kind of felt that's why I'm sort of at the half head explosion because like, I'll revisit this again because I think this conversation just gave me more things to take out of it and, and to rewatch again. But the reason why I couldn't couldn't go that extra, you know, higher and be in that top tier is just because it's not the type of film that I see myself rewatching a lot, you know? See, I love it. It's a feel-good film, so you're not going to... It's not a... Fe- <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that, and I, maybe, maybe I'm faulting yeah, but... it for that. Cannibal Holocaust is not a feel-good film. And we and both can, give and, that and, a, and 10 Holocaust, ten. I give a ten. I would watch yeah. that over and over, but this, you know, maybe just because I'm not a religious person, and after a while, turtle like... gets it. Well, you know what it is that Brian Brian has an interesting point of view when it comes to religion and horror films, and even though he is not religious, he thinks that whenever people pick on Christianity, it's low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was initially the problem he had with Red State, which is why he didn't like it, because he just mm-hmm. felt like, oh, if you were to try to say anything negative or portray any other religion negatively, people would swarm you. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, no you, one never, has a you never see that at the temple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no one has a problem with people coming down on Christianity. And he just thinks it's low-hanging fruit. Like, it's too, it's too easy to do. There's no challenge in it because no one's going to... Uh, like no Dave's balls, just very um, Which is interesting because he's he's not religious in any form, so it doesn't ultimately matter to him, but he just finds it cheap, I guess. That... I agree with Brian, and he's going to look very forward to a film that's coming out this February that talks about the Jewish faith. You leave our people alone. Oh, is, it really, is it really Mia versus Woody? It's, uh, what was it? Sorry? Mia versus Woody? Yes, that's what it is. Uh, I think he'll like that because I have the same... I get personally tired of seeing Christianity talked about in every religious film, and it was nice to see a different religion. Wow. Yeah. And that's what and that's what he said. My response yeah. to that was just that I, people write what they know. Yes. And uh, people write you know, what they can crazy. relate to. And... You know, you're not going to just randomly write about another religion that, that especially if you have something to say, um, you're not going to just randomly write about some other religion because it's, it, it's like, for instance, Red State, I think, is a very personal film, just like Dogma for Kevin Smith. Is a very yeah. and, and so when you're making films as a filmmaker, as an auteur, not like, say, a director for hire, when you're doing it about something personal, then, you know, you're going to tap into what you know and what means something to you and i think it just so happens that a lot of the time that ends up being what it is but but then you have films like um oh what's under the shadow yeah under the yeah shadow. under the shadow yeah um, good film which oh my god yeah, that's very good that film. is an incredible film yeah but uh, 
anyway and a so. different take on a different faith right like it's a yeah. very well done yeah yeah no i agree yeah it's cool yeah. man and i'll watch this movie a couple more times because for me this is where i, I differ from brandon i i love these movies that are intimate just a couple characters and a central character going th- it's just I, I i've learned that this is just my style of film and they're that are quiet in tone and i don't know i just regardless of what the subject matter is if it's a horror movie that deals with anything that has to do with, with you eating know, more men <laughs> eating more men in it see i'll tell you this about that jerk off scene though she didn't do any i think she did something wrong because she went in the room and she and she masturbated, she masturbated and as soon as it finished no as soon as she finished she walked out of the room she didn't say goodbye to him she did this and she like blew him off i thought the guy was like upset that fucking that that she just did that to him and then just stormed out of the room so that's why i thought he got mad at her i could have read that wrong but i was like boy that's awfully strange she just did it really quick initially he was moving in to reciprocate you know like hey you did this for me now it's my turn kind of thing and then she walked away from him and he was like that's you know that's what i thought he was gonna jerk her off well yeah well no i mean (laughs) Well, yes. But Come hither. <laughs> Come hither? What? <laughs> oh, sure, Dave. As soon as borders open, I'll be there. Oh. Like, just you got to give it some time. <laughs> oh, hither. I'll see hither, what the hither. wrench says about it. Yeah. Hither, pal? That's what the wrench says, yeah. Yeah, it's not a long drive, so it should be fine. <laughs> hither, pal. Dig, dig a tunnel. <laughs> to hell with borders. That's right. Fuck borders. Word. Fuck Especially borders, borders bookstore. bookstore. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yes. Keep those closed. Please keep those close. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we got to be out. It was a great time. It's time for me to go take a nap on my Chesterfield. <laughs> I have to go eat some craft dinner. I got to go shovel. <laughs> uh, enjoy. All right, everybody stay safe. We love you all. Thank you, ladies, once again. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank great. you, Heather. Thank it was a pleasure. I really yeah, it was nice working with you, Jamie. Talking with you, yeah. We'll do it again. And guys, you too. <laughs> you know I love you. Yeah. Love you too. Brent, Brandon too? I said Brian. I, I meant Brandon. Yeah, there. Yeah. Brandon there. This episode was great, especially when Christian disappeared for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till barbers open up. I, I they are open. He just refuses to go. Yeah, I know. He just won't go get his hair cut. I'm going to look pretty in two weeks. Don't even. Oh, do did it. you book an appointment? No. Okay. Who cares? I always look pretty. Looking <laughs> good, Mr. Carter. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting. Yeah, that's not far off. <laughs> well, you okay. did look like Diana Ross earlier, so. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back next uh, show, episode 135. Like I said, Annabelle Trilogy. So that should be fun. Movies, oh no. Yeah, that's for the Ram Man. It's been a while, but yeah, three movies. Sorry, guys. Yep. I think uh, we got to do it. We got to do it. It'll be fun. Cool. Okay. Thanks again, guys. Love you all. Peace Peace. out. Peace. Manchichi. Manchichi. Manchichi.